seats are bright in Alumni Gym, and the stage is set for some women's college hoops. Welcome to tonight's broadcast of Ryder Women's Basketball, live on WRRC2. Before we get underway, let's preview tonight's game and turn the mic over to Owen McCarran, Ben Chanel, and Jared Brito for the Brock Basketball Pregame Show, only on 1077 The Brock Retro. You're listening to Ryder Women's Basketball only on 1077 The Bronco Retro, WRRC2. Little announcement for you. I am the only one behind the mic today. Please don't cut me too much slack. I'm going to do my best to make this recording as smooth and simple as I can. Let's look at the matchup we have today, though. we got the Ryder Bronx against the Seton Hall Pirates. Looking at Seton Hall's record, they are 6-3, and 2-2 two and two at home. So it's going to be a good game trying to defend their home court. Ryder only 3-5. and five. Bounced off a tough loss against St. Joseph the other day. Good game for them. Michaela Fireball, not her best game. Definitely looking to see a lot from her today. And the talks with Coach Milligan we had with her definitely said it's not something you'd expect to see from her. She's a much better shooter than that. Looking forward to the Seton Hall uh, roster here. Got a couple of threats, a very veteran team here. Mainly an all-senior roster with only a few underclassmen. Lauren Park Lane, someone to look out for. PG1. She's got a great field goal average, an amazing three-point average as well. Shooting about 268 from beyond the arc and shooting about 429 from the field goal. She's quick, she's agile, and that's one of the things that our Lady Bronx are going to have to focus up on trying to shut down, especially on the defensive end today, which we know that they have been struggling on trying to shut down those quicker defenses. We saw it during the St. Joseph's game, but once they get a bit of momentum and headway there, they can definitely uh, make it a close game. Looking to hope that uh, the Ryder Bronx can make it a four-quarter game today and hopefully not dig themselves a hole halfway through. Looking forward to it. Hopefully we're going to see a lot from Amanda Mobley today in the talks with Coach Milligan. She said she's going to do a lot of facilitating plays. She's also maybe going to be the one guarding Park Lane today. And I, I really like that matchup. I cannot lie. I think if you were to put anybody on Park Lane, it would either be Mobley or Hyacinth. And Hyacinth with her speed, I, I mentioned it in an interview that we'll play in a minute here. Hyacinth with her speed, especially on defense, brings a whole new defensive effort to the team. I mean, she's quick. She's 100% effort. It doesn't matter the situation. And so is Amanda Mobley. So we're going to go to break now as the teams come out. Keep it tuned. It's WRRC2. We'll be back with more Ryder Women's Basketball exclusively on 1077 The Bronx Retro. 1077 The Bronx and 1077 The Bronx Retro's campus traditions are underwritten by Sky Zone Hamilton. 17 Quaker Bridge Plaza Drive, Hamilton. Jump into the action at Sky Zone, the perfect place for spontaneous fun, parties, and events for people of all ages. Whether you're 4 or 40, Sky Zone has something for you. Parents, bring your growing kids to the brand new Little Ninja or Little Leapers program Sunday from 10 a.m to 12 p.m. or leave the kids at home and bring your friends for the showdown of a lifetime ultimate dodgeball at sky zone everyone is free to have fun like a little kid with 12 different attractions and specialized programs sky zone has thought of it all to provide you with the most stress relieving experience ever play to your strengths try sky zones air court parkour blocks ninja warrior course free jump and more the best part everyone is welcome glow all out every friday and saturday night at glow with laser lights glow lights and a live dj for more information and to learn more about Sky Zone Hamilton, Mercer County's premier indoor entertainment and recreation facility, it's skyzone.com forward slash Hamilton. The Bronx Lunchbox and other programming on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by More Than Q. Route 1 North, Princeton. 
offering new twists and barbecue fusions to match and satisfy your modern cravings. Their devotion to their craft is what makes the perfect smoky meat and being sticklers for the perfect pairing. More Than Q has crafted homemade sauces to amplify your dining experience. Give your food more TLC with sauces like Carolina, Kansas City Sweet Belly, South Carolina Mustard, and Alabama White. All bottled in-house. Add that to the perfect southern side and get a taste of Texas cooking in Princeton. They have meat cooked by the pound, sandwiches, salads, sides, and desserts. More Than Q, bringing more to your barbecue. To find out more about More Than Q, it's getforky.com. That's getforky.com. Under restaurants. More Than Q, Texas-style barbecue in Princeton. It's almost time for the opening tip-off. Before we get underway on the hardwood, let's go outside the lines and outside the locker room of your Ryder University Lady Bronx. This This is is the Women's Basketball Coaches Clipboard featuring Ryder Head Coach Lynn Milligan. Howdy, everybody. We are back for the the seventh edition of the Coaches Show for the Seton Hall game coming up this Friday with Coach Milligan. Guys, how we doing? Doing pretty good. Good. Ben? Very good, very good. Yep, very good. We enjoyed a lot of the stuff we saw uh, yesterday, but definitely not Mm -hmm. the outcome that we wanted. No. So the team stayed with St. Joseph for most of yesterday's game, but what made them finally slip off? Uh, Well, I think what happened was um, we had a slow start. Uh, We gave St. Joe's 22 points in the first quarter. Um, They only ended up with 60. So I think they are a team that will traditionally start very strong, um, and they did. I thought that our defense intense, uh, defensive intensity in that first quarter was lacking. you know. And then once we kind of gathered ourselves and, and got ourselves together, I thought we executed pretty well. I thought we defended them pretty well for the last three quarters. And then it just came down to, to a couple big shots that we didn't make and a couple plays that they did make. But you know, overall, I was happy with the last three quarters. Ryder shot better than St. Joseph's based mm-hmm. on uh, percentages, but you know, we, we still ended up losing. So what do you think yeah. led to that? Well, that was, I mean, that, that was too many turnovers. You know, we had 20 turnovers and it only gave us 48 shots to the basket. So, yeah, we did shoot the ball um, percentage-wise pretty well, um, but we didn't get enough attempts. Um, and that really comes down to our turnovers and just missed opportunities. Yeah, and one thing about yesterday's game that uh, I really ended up liking was the, um, the player matchups as well. I thought Maya Hyacin did a really good job. But do you think we'll be seeing a lot more of her in the Seton Hall game? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll see a lot of a lot of bodies rotating in and out of the Seton Hall game just based on the really quick turnaround. Um, we had some people play, obviously, a lot of minutes last night. It was a super physical game, you know, up and down the whole time. So we're going to need everybody. Um, tomorrow at the Seton Hall game. But, yeah, I thought Maya really kind of spearheaded our defense. Um, I thought that, you know, once Maya got in the game, I thought our defense took a, a huge turn um, with our aggressiveness and, and just making things happen. So, yeah, that's what Maya does. I mean, she can come in and, and just really give us a lift in other ways, um, and we're going to count on that moving forward as well. Yeah, and as for the game yesterday, I mean, what do you think, or when you went back and talked to them, what do you think that the team did well that you plan to keep on using in the future? Well, I mean, I, th- I think that we're a team that's not going to, we're not going to go away. You know what I mean? You know, there's a lot of teams I think down 22-9 in the first quarter that that game could have gone another way. Um, and that's not who we are, you know. So those are the types of things like our fight, our determination. You know, when when we're all clicking on all cylinders, getting good stops, getting good um, good offensive possessions, um, those are things that, that we're continuing to grow. Our defense, you know, two games in a row, holding Navy to 43, holding St. Joe's to 60. So we're seeing just kind of an advancement in our team defense, which is critical as we get closer to the max season. So there's some good things that we can take out of that. You know, it really comes down, like I said, we just didn't get enough possessions, and, and our turnovers were just costly. Yeah, speaking of that, Rafaela Toussaint, mm-hmm. she definitely had a tough offensive game. Uh, yeah. Did you speak with her following the game? Well, I mean, I think Rafi, I think Rafi overall did a decent job. I think if you take away her 0 for 5 from 3, which is pretty unusual for her, mm-hmm. you know, she's really going to make two or three of those. If you take away those five attempts, she was 4 for 10, and I think normally we can expect Rafi 
to be about six for ten. Mm-hmm. So I think the looks were there. I think we, we ran a lot of stuff for her. Um, There's some finishes I think that she went back. I thought she made some tough finishes, and then I thought, you know, there were some finishes that she just, you know, she's got to finish through contact a little bit better, more consistently, because you can see her do it one time and then not do it the next time. So I think it's just really her staying consistent and strong, um, strong finishes. And that really goes for all our post players. we just got to play through contact a little bit better. Yeah, and one thing I like to mention, I think, every broadcast, and yesterday I had been saying it a lot, is that mm-hmm. we tend to be a second-half team. Mm-hmm. So is this something that, you know, as the season progresses, you're going to be fine with and be comfortable with, or are you no. going to try to make it consistent throughout the game? Yeah, we need to be a four-quarter team, there's no question. You know, and it's funny, the beginning of the season, we were strong the first three quarters, and we lost at least two games, if not three games, in the fourth quarter. And yesterday, it was the first quarter. So we've talked a lot about being a three-quarter team, and, you know, our goal by the time the max season rolls around is that we've got to get that last quarter. Whether it's the first one, whether it's the fourth one, fourth one we've got to be a four-quarter team. Um, and that's just that that's a piece we're missing right now. So, uh, yeah, looking ahead to Seton Hall, there's another experience there. I was looking at the roster, like a bunch of yeah. juniors and seniors. So uh, yeah. how do you game plan for a team like that? Well, I think it's no secret they're very good. Mm-hmm. You know, they're bigger, faster, stronger than us. You know, if we played them one-on-one, they would beat us. But luckily, we get to play five-on-five. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to be. It's one of those games where we have to be. We've got to control the pace of the game. We've got to be incredibly fundamental. Um, we're going to have to make shots, obviously. And then the biggest thing is we're really going to have to make them play a half-court game. And then we're going to have to rebound because they'll they'll take the shots. Um, but we're going to have to try to do our best to limit them to one shot. Yeah, and I mean, on the Seton Hall roster specifically, Laura Park Lane only coming yeah. in at a short 5'3", mm-hmm. but she's definitely got a lot going for her right now. So how do you guys uh, plan to guard her? Uh, it's tough. Nobody's really been able to guard her yet. I mean, in my opinion, Lauren's one of the best, the top point guards in the country. She's fun to watch. She's a really terrific player. She can score. She's had a couple games over 30, and she can also average, I think she's averaging close to seven assists as well. So she is clearly the engine that makes that makes that team go. Um, she's a tough guard. I, I, I think it's, you know, us trying to put different looks on her. It's us trying to make her think a little bit, make her slow down. Um, if you speed her up, she's very dangerous um, because she can score and pass to her teammates and she's got some great, you know, her supporting cast right now is probably the best it's been in her career you know, just as far as, as having a post player like Cooks and Hagen, I mean, you've got Mississippi State transfer, you've got Penn State transfer, I mean you just go right down the list, um, so they've really done a great job just surrounding her with some really good talent and she's been super comfortable with that you know, like I said, dropping seven assists and then still capable of a 30 plus game Oh yeah, with no regular season wins at home yet, do you notice a change in the team when they play on the road? No, I mean, it's disappointing that we haven't won at home. I thought we've had some great atmospheres. I thought the Leon game was a great game, great atmosphere. I thought last night was a great game, great mm-hmm. atmosphere. Um, so those are all good things. You know, obviously you want to win at home. On the road, I don't know, is it a more controlled a more controlled environment? Sometimes, yeah. You know, particularly overnight trips, sometimes, you know, it can be a little bit more controlled. You know, I, I just think it really comes down to a mindset. You know, every game based on where you're playing, who you're playing, it's it's got to be the same mindset going in and, and that's just something that we have to continue to get better at. Yeah, and this is the last game of for MAG play. So how big is this game to you guys? It's big. You know, you, you want to go in um, to the MAC season playing well, um, which regardless of tomorrow, um, I, I think we are. I think we've definitely turned the corner. The good thing about after tomorrow is you've got that week in between and that, you know, you have exams and then you really have time to kind of really hone in on some things that we have to get better at before we head up to Buffalo for that first weekend. So yeah, I mean, every game's important, but we've got to make sure that, that we're have the right, the right mindset going into tomorrow and then more importantly after tomorrow between tomorrow afternoon and Saturday you know the following Saturday afternoon that that week is really one of our best weeks of practice of the year nice well that's going to wrap up this coach's show we wish you the best of luck tomorrow and can't wait to be there with you all right thanks guys 
programming on 1077 The Bronx and 1077 The Bronx Retro is underwritten in part by Tropical Smoothie Cafe, Nassau Park, Princeton. What better way to cool off than with a refreshing drink from Tropical Smoothie Cafe? Made with only the freshest fruits and veggies, Tropical Smoothie Cafe in Princeton will always hit the spot. Start or end your day with a classic flavor like Sunrise, Sunset, or Island Green. Tropical Smoothie Cafe's impressive menu keeps it fun and flavorful with flatbreads, wraps, quesadillas, bowls, salads, and sides tailored to your taste. Dine in, take out, or order in for the whole crowd with catering services at tropicalsmoothiecafe.com and online orders using the Tropical Rewards app. Experience Tropical Smoothie Cafe not only for the amazing food and refreshing drinks, but also for the relaxing atmosphere, hospitality, and tropical fun. The closest Tropical Smoothie Cafe to Ryder University is at 645 Nassau Park Boulevard in Princeton. Get a taste of healthy happiness at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Lawrence High School football and baseball on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Bocelli Pizza. 2098 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. As a business that began with the American dream, Bocelli Pizza is constantly raising the bar with their signature old family recipes and garlic sauces that feel like a home-cooked meal. Known for their crispy cupping pepperoni, one-of-a-kind Bocelli rolls, and artisan pizzas, Bocelli Pizza screams delicious. Their menu is bursting with your favorite dishes, including pasta, baked wings, fresh salads, subs, stromboli, breadsticks, and desserts. With a diverse menu sporting gluten-free crust, they have options for your whole family. But if you can't make the trip, don't sweat it. Their catering and delivery services are ready to provide you the Bocelli experience. For more information on how you can receive 20% off your first order online, it's VocelliPizza.com. That's VocelliPizza.com. For the perfect pie and savory sides, dig into Vocelli Pizza at their only Mercer County location, 2098 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. Bocelli Pizza. Pizza done right. The national anthem has concluded, and the ladies are taking their place on the court. Welcome to your home for Ryder women's basketball. Right here on WRRC2. Hurry, there's not a moment to lose. Grab a seat and turn your volume up as we transition back to Owen McCarran, Ben Chanel, and Jared Brito for today's game, exclusively on 1077 The Bronx Retro. Field goal percentage, three-point field goal percentage, and a free throw percentage. Keep it tuned to WRC2. We'll be back with more Rutter Wins basketball exclusively on 1077 The Brock Retro. Programming on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten in part by Catch a Rising Star Comedy Club inside the Hyatt Regency, Princeton. Audrey Hepburn once said, laughing is and will always be the best form of therapy. And that's what Catch a Rising Star Comedy Club intends to do. Provide therapy through comedy and deep belly laughs. The original world-famous comedy club, Catch has been synonymous with the best names in comedy for more than a quarter century. Their performers have appeared on BET, Showtime, Comedy Central, and more. Whether you're looking for a great date night, girls' night out, or solo laughs, Catch a Rising Star is guaranteed to meet your comedy needs. Looking to host your next celebration or event and in need of group tickets? 
Catch a Rising Star has that covered too. For tickets and more information online, it's catcharisingstar.com. You'll laugh so hard, it will hurt. There are four good comedians this weekend at Catch a Rising Star. See Gerald Benford, Vishnu Vaka, and John Franklin on Friday, December 9th at 8 p.m. Plus Buddy Fitzpatrick and John Franklin on Saturday, December 10th at 7.30 p.m. at the Hyatt Regency, Princeton. For tickets and more information, it's catcharisingstar.com. As both teams beginning to get introduced, looking at some of the probable starters for today, hoping to see Amanda Mobley, Raphael Toussaint, Michaela Fireball, Victoria Toomey, and Jessica Schiffer, some of the great starting fives. Got to watch out for Victoria Toomey, though. For the past two games, she has been running into extreme foul trouble, actually fouling out of the game against St. Joseph's. And in a game against Seton Hall like this, where they're a very crafty team, a very veteran team, you can't run into trouble like that, especially if you want a chance at coming back. And as Coach Milligan said in the interview, you know, she wants to be a four-quarter team. She doesn't want to just start coming back after the half. Looking at some of the starters here for Seton Hall, we got, of course, Lauren Park Lane coming in at a, a 4.29 field goal percentage and a 2.683 point shooting percentage. I mean, that's absolutely insane. As well as Sydney Cooks, Shaylin Haggins, Hazana Baines, and potentially Kay Satterfielder, Jala Jordan. And actually, now that I'm reading through it, Shaylin Haggins, number one on the team, has the best three-point shooting percentage on the team, followed up by Sydney Cooks, followed up by Park Lane, which is amazing, especially because that really just goes to show how many people on this team can shoot the ball. It's not going to be one specific threat. It's going to be the entire team, especially when you got a guard such as Sydney Cooks down there. With her size, she'll be a threat in the paint. She'll also a threat outside the arc. Not something you like to see. Definitely a threat to our team here today. And now his riders letting out their starting five. One final huddle. Not a huge crowd here today. A couple of, looks like school tours up in the top bleachers here. Got a bunch of people down in the lower rafters. As the band is now going to introduce the Seton Hall Pirates. Maya Bembry actually taking a start. She's... Oh, gone nine games played and only started eight of them. She's got a 21 for 41 from the field goal. Definitely a threat down in the paint there with a 5-1-2 shooting average. Not exactly the biggest three-point shooter. Only taking one in their past games here. Shayla, Shayla Hagen's coming in now, starting eight of the nine games with a... 580 average, again, the highest three-point shooting percentage on the team there. Definitely going to be a threat. Going to want to lock her down as we now introduce Shaylin Pinkney as well. She's got a 292 field goal average with a 167 three-point shooting average. And then, of course, the one that everybody was dreading, Lauren Park Lane, as she comes in with her amazing 429 field goal average, 288 three-point uh, average. Both teams starting to huddle up now. Going to get couple more announcements from the PA announcer here. Looking forward to a good game here from the Bronx. I'm trying to expect a lot of tight defense today, especially with some of the speed on the Seton Hall team, especially when you have a player like Park Lane out there. I mean, she's crafty. You know, if she can't shoot the ball that well, which obviously she can, but compared to some of the other people on her team, you know, that 268 three-point field goal average and that 429 uh, uh, field goal average per two, I mean, she's definitely going to be a threat that they're going to have to try to shut down as Coach said in the interview, they're going to try to slow her down. You know, when you speed her up, she knows how to hit her outlet. She knows how to make those plays. You know, get the ball out to the nearest outlet, get it right up to the rim, or take it herself for two. And that's why she obviously has such a great percentage today. But hopefully, 
with some of the players that I would like to see out there, such as Hyacinth or Mobley, as I mentioned earlier, their speed can definitely combat um, Park Lane, especially when it comes to the defensive end. Now, on the offensive end, if we can get a good start today from Michaela Fireball and Jessica Schiffer, I mean, the pace of this game can definitely change. Looking at the record of Seton Hall here, most of their games won have been by above 10 points. They've never won a close game. Definitely like to pull away from their opponents, which is something that Ryder has stopped most of the good teams they've played from doing. Definitely uh, a good team to stop from pulling away. Don't want to let them get too far ahead. You know, as Coach Milligan likes to say a lot, you can't dig yourself a hole. you got to be a four-quarter team here. So hoping to see the best out of our Ryder Bronx today. Jessica Schiffer, Victoria Toomey, Amanda Mobley, and Michaela Fireball, and Tony Renee Blanford. Oh, sorry, excuse me, Rafaela Toussaint. Looking at our Ryder Lady Bronx starting five here as I'm assuming it's going to be number 14 Cooks taking the tip off for Seton Hall and Victoria Toomey taking the tip off for Ryder here. The game is just about to get underway here. Really good energy in the field today. I mean, we talked to Coach Milling about the energy at a home and away game, if the vibes are different since Ryder has yet to win a home game except for the open exhibition match. And she was pretty adamant about saying that she feels as though there's no different, you know. Uh, there may be a more controlled environment, a controlled energy, but she thinks that it doesn't affect the girls at all and they can play equally as good. It doesn't matter home or away. And there's the first buzzer as the tip-off is about to be underway. hesitation there. It's up. Tipped off by Cooks. Gotten by Amanda Mobley. Guarded by Park Lane. Amanda Mobley stuck at the half. To Tucson out on the left wing. Back to Mobley. Still at the wing. Michaela Fireball top of the key now. Tucson with the screen. Michaela Fireball runs around. Takes it to the paint herself. And that's blocked by Cooks. It's Park Lane. Picking up the pace here. Runs down the court. Passes it out to Haggins. To Cooks at the wing for three. Just off the front of the rim there. Rebounded by Mobley. She'll start bringing the ball up herself now. She comes out to the left wing here. Trying to facilitate something here. Maybe get a play running. To Schiffer. To Tucson at the top of the key. Michaela trying to see if she can get the screen off from Tucson. Looks like we got a foul call there on Haggins. Bit of a reach in. Already I'm loving the aggressiveness from Ryder here. I mean, uh, the first play from Michaela Fireball, trying to attack the paint, that's exactly what Milligan loves to do. She loves to work that inside out there, and I'm glad to see that they're finally committing to it. Inbounded by Schiffer, pass to Mobley. Mobley taking her time. It's Michaela Fireball. We have a traveling violation. I definitely did not see that one. I have no idea what she's talking about. If I'm correct, you are allowed two steps in basketball. Haggins with the inbound to Park Lane. She's taking it up. Not pushing the pace a lot. Guarded by Jessica Schiffer. Trying to force her opposite hand. She comes to the right wing to Cooks in the paint. Brought by Toomey. And she'll take it herself for two. And Cooks has amazing size, so it's definitely going to be hard to guard her all game today. Amanda Mobley with a deep pass to Schiffer in the corner. Back to Amanda Mobley on the wing. To Tucson at the top of the key now. Looking for some space here. Victoria Toomey comes out to the wing. To Amanda Mobley. Tries to get her on the back cut. Just misses Victoria Toomey. Not enough bounce on that pass. Just started rolling out of bounds there. Definitely like the play calling there. That's good action from Ryder, especially now that they're learning how to get their space and focus up in the paint as well. Park Lane brings it up. This is the Cooks on the wing. 
to Membry at the top, to Haggins, back to Pinckney on the left wing. Pinckney dishes to Haggins at the right wing, to Membry at the right away. Cooks again in the paint, guarded by Toomey. Fade away two point, misses it, rebounded by Mobley. Pace of this game so far, nothing too fast, pretty slow. There's Amanda Mobley trying to get her space here. Good little move there to get some space from Haggins. This is the fireball who's on the left wing now to Toomey in the paint. See what Toomey will do here. She'll try to post up, go for two, and she gets it. The go-ahead basket. Great job there by Toomey. Using her speed and size to her advantage there. Just getting away from Cooks. Just enough to make that two there. The picks that on Park Lane. She gets free right at the free throw. Misses the jumper. Rebounded by Amanda Mobley. She pushes the pace. Deep lob pass to Michaela Fireball on the wing. Dished into the paint to Toomey. Back out to Fireball to Schiffer. To Amanda Mobley. Taking it to the top of the key now. Toomey with the screen. Back to Toomey at the free throw. Tucson, the wide open three. Just off the left side of the rim there. And this is not what we want to see from Tucson. I mean, after that amazing, uh, not so good performance from Tucson last game, going 0 for 5. Definitely need her to make an adjustment there. As Park Lane brings up the ball. Pass it to Haggins. Haggins gets fouled. She'll be going to the line for two. Yeah, definitely not a, a good shot there from Tucson. I mean, we talked to the coach about it. She said that's not something that you're going to see a lot from Rafi. So hopefully she can zone in and really lock in for this game here. And the first shot is good by Haggins. Not too bad of a game so far. Only 3-2. Not a lot of scoring action here. Great defense on both sides. Haggins, her second shot. It's good as well. That'll be two for two on Haggins. Oh, looks like Seton Hall adopting a full-court press here. Only one man down on their side. It's Cooks. Amanda Mobley pushes that pace. Gets the ball across. She's at the baseline now. Ooh, tipped off of Bembry, but quickly recovered by Schiffer. Dish to Michaela, and we got a foul call. Looks like a charge on Michaela Fireball. That's just tough. A little bit of bad passing action there. You saw a bit of confusion on the court there. Uh, looked like Amanda Mobley tried to hit Tucson as uh, she was on the baseline. Hit, tried to hit Tucson at the free throw. Just missed her. It was tipped by Membry. Bembry, my mistake. As now Park Lane will be bringing it up again. Hyacinth is subbed in, guarding Hyacinth. One of the names I love to mention a lot. Cooks wide open for the three at the top. Just off the back of the rim there. Rebounded by Schiffer. She'll pass it to Mobley and she'll continue to take it up the court now. Trying to see what Mobley can get done here. To Toomey, right outside the, the low block. Trying to post up herself. She takes it. Ah, just off the front of the rim there. Not a bad play though from Toomey. Love the aggression there in the paint. Great guarding effort there from Hyacinth. I see her and Hyacinth, Victoria Toomey shut down Park Lane, block her on the layup. Rebounded by Schiffer. She'll take up the court now. Looks like Mobley's yelling a couple of plays out there. Schiffer to Hyacinth. Hyacinth trying to get around into the paint. She'll dish it back to Mobley on their outside wing here. Followed by Pinckney. The great... Oh, Victoria Toomey tries to set a screen. Doesn't get her feet set. It's going to be a foul on Toomey. And this is, this is already early game. This is what you don't want to see here. Victoria Toomey getting into some foul trouble. I mean, it's only one but doesn't set a good pace for her. Looks like she's holding her shoulder. Might have gotten hurt there on the collision. And she definitely was ran in too hard there. Pinckney was the one who ran into her after guarding Amanda Mobley. Good play call. Just got to execute that screen a little better here. The inbound by Bembry is Park Lane. Using her speed to her advantage there. Pushing the pace. Put past the Haggins to Bembry at the top. 
It's the Jolla Jordan on the wing. Back to Park Lane at the free throw. To Bembry, wide open in the left corner. Misses it just off the back of the rim there. Rebounded by Toussaint. Now pass to Amanda Mobley. Blanford will take it now. She'll pass it to Hyacinth. Hyacinth to Schiffer. Schiffer, the wide open three. Aye. Just off the front of the rim there. Not a bad shot selection there. A little bit under contestant, but still, you got to get some of those looks, and you got to get them down, especially if you want to make this game a, a little bit higher of a scoring game. Still only 4-2, just over five minutes left, 5.30 in the quarter, or the period. Park Lane bringing it back up now. Hyacinth, the screen on her. Park Lane tries to take it herself. Ah, she brings it up for the easy two bucket. See, Tucson just couldn't get a hand on that when she's got to set her feet trying to avoid getting the foul call there. Not awful defense there from her. It's Park Lane is contesting Amanda Mobley now. Trying to find her way through to Hyacinth at the top. Back to Mobley. Mobley will dish it to Jessica Schiffer at the wide array. Back to Mobley. Mobley tries to take it herself. Ah, and it's stolen there. With a good dish to Haggins in the paint. She misses the wide open layup. And it's given to Jala Jordans with a rebound and a great putback there. It'll be 8-2 Seton Hall. As now we're going to be sending Jordan to the line here. Amari Wright has been subbed in as well as Satterfield. Kay Satterfield as well. Jala Jordan taking her first free throws of the game here. Trying to extend their lead by 8 points. See what we have. First shot. It's good. Nope. Sorry. It was an and one. Now ahead by seven. Seen Hall is. Ryder's got to try to get some momentum here. Hopefully put a couple buckets in. Definitely see if they can work that three ball a little bit. Schiffer to Tucson at the top. Back to Toomey right outside the arc. Schiffer on the wing. Guarded by Park Lane. Toomey sets the screen. Schiffer gets around the mid-range. And she's good for two. And that's what we love to see, especially when they execute those screen plays. When they execute those screen plays and they can get their space, our shooters really know how to nail those shots right there. As Satterfield will take a drive to the paint. Ah, get around Toomey and she'll get the go-ahead two-point. Mobley pushing the pace a little bit as she brings it up. No foul on the shot off the side of the backboard there. Rebounded by Mobley. Passed all the way to the other side of the corner to the Hyacinth to Schiffer at the top. Mobley with it now outside the top of the key. Schiffer, the wide open three, just misses off the back. Tucson cannot get to it in time. That's going to be out of bounds. Seton Hall ball. We have a timeout called right now. Keep it tuned to WRC2. We'll be back with more Rider Wins basketball exclusively on 1077 The Bronx Retro. The Bronx Lunchbox and other programming on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by PJ's Pancake House with locations in Lawrenceville, West Windsor, Robbinsville, Ewing, Kingston, and Princeton. PJ's is the hot spot for all things breakfast. They've been committed to bringing you the best pancakes since 1962. But if you thought that was all PJ's had to offer, well, they're not just breakfast anymore. Along with a carefully curated breakfast menu of 
available all day. PJ's Pancake House has expanded the menu to include lunch and dinner. Grab a drink, order lunch or dinner, and even a dessert from the ever-expanding menu, including artisan flatbreads, sliders, Texas toast, grilled cheese, tacos, and dinner classics. The next time you pop into PJ's, try 1077 The Bronx Bowls and tell us what you think, because proceeds benefit us. And PJ's Pancake House just keeps growing. Check out PJ's seventh location coming soon to Hamilton. Start your day with breakfast, then end your day with happy hour and dinner at the perfect pancake place, featuring comfort foods for the whole family. PJ's Pancake House, more than pancakes. To see their menu online, it's getforky.com. 1077 The Bronx Retro's Got Game. This is my high sim card for your Lady Bronx. Listen to all of our rider home games and select road games this season on Odyssey and only on WRRC2. You're listening to Rider Women's Basketball only on 1077 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. Got a bit of a timeout here. Coach Milligan probably trying to run up some plays here. Hit the drawing board with the team a little bit. Not a high-scoring game for them so far, only two points. Both made by... Let me double check. Have not received a stat sheet yet. I know we have one in by Toomey and one in by Tucson as well. And seeing Hall killing it out there. A couple of threes there by Cooks as well. Park Lane doing exactly what we knew she would do, using her size and speed to her advantage there to get in the paint and just absolutely dominate with those two points there. Definitely a slow start for Ryder, and this is something that uh, Milligan had uh, mentioned during the interview. She wants to be a four-quarter team here, and luckily there's still enough time in this first period here where they can begin to facilitate a couple plays here, work around whatever Seton Hall is throwing at them, get a couple of points up on the board, which would be most necessary to make this a close game and hopefully not let them pull away too much. Not seeing much from some of our uh, favorite rider players out there. Kayla Fireball, not taking too many shots, has tried to push the paint a little bit. Uh, she actually took one herself earlier in the game, my mistake, I'm now remembering. She had one of our four points. Um, as well as the three ball, she's definitely not taking it as well, not really getting as many looks as she wants. Um, we are setting that screenplay enough. Seton Hall, just a quick team, able to get around it. You know, defacilitate some of those plays that we want to run there. Uh, Victoria Toomey doing her best down in the paint on defense, as well as Blanford and Tucson. Um, just Seton Hall has got a couple of unstoppable players on the team, such as Cooks, who has actually been subbed out. Looks like the starting five now for Seton Hall are Satterfield, Amari Wright, Jala Jordan, Park Lane, and Pinkney. Same starting five, except Michaela Fireball has been switched out for Hyacinth for Ryder. Pinkney with the ball now out on the outside wing. To Park Lane, blocked by Toomey. Tried to pass it into the paint there. Looks like she tried to hit Satterfield, and Toomey just got a hand on that. Pass to Mobley. She'll be bringing the ball up now. Trying to facilitate something to Tucson, guarded by Jordan. And it's just tipped off by right there as Schiffer can't catch up, and she'll take that for the easy layup. Good fast break there. Good steal by Amari Wright. Got to make those passes a little bit quicker on our side if we want to avoid that steal. I mean, Seton Hall is a quick team. Jessica Schiffer will be bringing it up now on the right wing. Amanda Mobley tries to get away from her, trying to get some sort of space there. Again, stolen by Jordan. It's going to be a foul called on the play. It's going to be on Victoria Toomey. Dollar Jordan will go to the line for two. Is that what's happening right now? Otherwise, Toomey has two fouls. Again, the foul trouble, you got to avoid that. Toomey's just got to learn to play basketball. She can't play this aggressive sport that she knows. Yeah, Jolly Jordan's going to go to the line for two. I don't know how that's happening. She dribbles, gets ready for her first shot here. And she's good. That'll be her first appearance at the line. She's good on the day. Second shot's coming up in just a second here. 
Hopefully, Ryder can start to come back in a second as the second shot is good, making the score 15 4. Seton Hall still adopting that full court press. They are known for their aggressiveness, so this is not something that Ryder definitely should have been, you know, not expecting. As Amanda Mobley brings the ball up herself to Schiffer, trying to get space. Yeah, they're really shutting down that screen play. I mean, Schiffer to Hyacinth on the right wing. Hyacinth trying to get some space, using her best effort there to Tucson, right at the top of the key. Blanford trying to use her size, takes it for two. It's going to be a foul. And she'll go to the line for two. Blanford's first time she in the line today. Usually a really good shooter, Tony Renee Blanford. Last time we saw her at the line, wasn't her best appearance, but I definitely would trust her at the line, especially with her size advantage. She gets ready to take the first shot. Ah, just off the back of the rim there. Yeah, Seton Hall also out shooting us on our free throw percentages as well. 77% to 72%. As the second shot is up, and it's good. I'm going to make it a 10-point game now with 2 minutes and 49 seconds left in the game. Blanford gets subbed out right after her shots. Emily Strunk making her, making her first appearance on the day today. Park Lane, she'll be taking it up herself. Amanda Mobley guarding. Trying to facilitate a play here. Amari Wright. Back to Park Lane. Guarded by Mobley. Doesn't give her any room. Back to Wright at the top of the key. Guarded by Hyacinth. Tries to hit Satterfield, but Jessica Schiffer's there. And that's just a great steal by Jessica Schiffer. Great awareness. Way to really get in front of her. Yeah, Ryder's got to figure something out here if they want a couple of scoring points here. The dish to uh, Schiffer at the top of the key. Back to Strunk. Strunk just with it. Taking her time to Mobley. To Hyacinth in the corner. Misses the three. Rebounded by Tucson. Can't get the pass off. It's intercepted by Jala Jordan there. Is right now with it. Back to Park Lane. The deep three. Just off. Hyacinth trying to get the rebound there. She does. And she throws it over her head. Intercepted by Satterfield, though. Looks like we're going to have a call, uh, a foul call here. Yeah, Satterfield was guarded by Jessica Schiffer there. Looks like we may have a, a charge foul. I think she may be going to the line. As Park Lane and Jordan will be subbing out. We're now looking at Cooks, Satterfield, Bynes, Wright, and Haggins. Molly Lynch making her first appearance in the game for Ryder as well as they take out Jessica Schiffer. Is Satterfield, her first time at the line. Getting ready, her first shot. She's good. Made it. Makes it an 11-point game here for Ryder with only a minute 57 left in this period. She starts to prepare for shot two. The gym goes quiet. And she nails the second shot. Now a 12-point game for Ryder. Seton Hall still, still adopting that uh, full-court press there. Ryder not really phased by it much. Oh, never mind. Haggins with a great steal on Amanda Mobley there. She gets the go-ahead layup for two. Mobley with the inbound to Molly Lynch. Taking her time a little bit. Just got to get across the half. The half. Slow down here. Still with it. Mobley with the screen. Lynch to Hyacinth. Hyacinth still at the top of the key. Looking for some space here. Uh, she tries to dish it to Mobley, and she just can't get there in time. Yeah, these Seton Hall players, man, they are quick. They are everywhere in the passing lane. They, they know where we want to throw the ball, and they're doing an absolutely amazing job right now of intercepting it. Ryder's got to make these passes quicker if they want any chance of coming back right now. Going back to the game, Cooks with it, dishes it to 
Baines, who will take it herself and still miss. But we have another foul call. Thinking that one was on Emily Strunk there. As Baines will now see the line. Milligan clearly not happy about that one as she has a word with the ref over there. Here we go. She'll be taking her first of two shots now. Milligan still having a word with the ref over there. Really not happy about that play call. And the first one is off the front of the rim there. As we now get ready for the second shot, Ryder hoping to grab a rebound on the miss. And it's off. Rebounded by Blanford. Picked up by Heisen now to Mobley. She'll be taking it up. Lob pass to Lynch right outside the wing. Oh my God, sorry. Wow. We have a travel violation on Tony Renee Blanford there. Nothing I saw. She pump fakes and went to go take a shot. That's all I saw. As now Wright will be bringing up the ball, guarded by Hyacinth. Hyacinth using that speed to her advantage there to lock down the defender. Up to Haggins, down to Satterford on the wing, to Hex at the top, back to Wright on the right wing. Here we have Baines with the ball, trying to look for Cooks, doesn't get it. This is it to Wright at the top of the key now. Five, six seconds on the clock. Baines trying to take it herself to Cook for the mid-range. And she'll nail the mid-range. 19 to 5, Seton Hall now. As Amanda Mobley gets messed up once more. Haggins with a great steal there. She'll take that ball. Yeah, something's gonna happen here with Ryder. I mean, they, they have to lock in. It's clearly a lot of stress on their side right now. Definitely rushing a little bit, not really facilitating the plays like they should be. As Molly Lynch is getting double teamed, she works her way out of it. She's good. Tries to take it to the paint. No foul call. She's pushed out of bounds. I got a charge foul on Hyacinth. Definitely saw that one, but maybe a bit of a frustration foul, as my good partner Ben would say. Hyacinth's going to talk that one over with the ref. Just let her know. Hey, you know, I didn't see that, but as Baines is revisiting the line once again. 23-5 is a score now. Baines can make this a 20-point game within the first period if she were to just make both. Milligan, clearly not happy about it. You can tell. None of the coaches are. She makes the first one. I'll make it a 19-point game now. Yeah, really not a lot of energy coming from uh, Ryder's bench right now. Not too many of the starters in either. As you see, we only have Blanford Hyerson, the Mobley in. The second shot, it's good. That'll make it a 20-point game with four seconds left in the first period here. Oh, my God. As Emily Strunk looks for Tony Renee Blanford on the inbound and misses, just overthrew her. Something has to happen here on the Ryder side. I mean, we are completely not in it right now. We are so out of this game. Coach Millen's got to talk, talk to them during this uh, next break we have here as Wright will be the inbounder. With three seconds left, Cooks will take a mid-range. And the clock will go down as she misses. Not the ideal first period. Not at all. Seton Hall leading by 20, 25 to five. Ryder not being able to catch up to them at all. Not even be able to facilitate a couple of good looks there, a couple of good plays. Nothing from beyond the arc. Not a lot in the paint. Really not a lot to talk about in that first period there. Hopefully a lot to talk about in the huddle, but 
on my end, not much. So keep tuned to WRRC2. We'll be back with more Rider Women's Basketball exclusively on 1077 The Bronx Retro. Health 411 Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Capital Health. If someone you loved was sick, how far would you go to make sure they got the best care? Your mother, your sister, your best friend, your neighbor, your son? How far would you go for doctors who will meet with you longer so they really get to know you and who collaborate across disciplines so that they can devise a plan of care that's uniquely right for you? There's no doctor too far, no care too distant, that you wouldn't go there. And for more than 100 years, so has Capital Health. From our hospitals in Trenton and Hopewell to our primary care offices all across Mercer, Bucks, and Burlington counties to right here at Ryder University, Capital Health has the team of doctors, nurses, experts, specialists, and staff that you can count on to care as much about your loved ones as you do. Because you'd go to the ends of the earth if someone you loved was sick. And so do we, Capital Health. 1077 The Bronx Campus Traditions are underwritten part by Thai Chalk Chalk, the official Asian food truck of 1077 The Bronx. Want a taste of Asian and Thai cuisine? Look no further than the Thai Chalk Chalk Food Truck, a mobile caterer service offering authentic Thai food and Southern-style Thai beverages. Using only the freshest produce, the Thai Chalk Chalk menu features the best Asian cuisine found on four wheels. From veggie steamed rice with chicken to traditional pad thai. For a complete food truck schedule online, try their website at Thai Chalk Chalk Food Truck or follow them on Facebook to try their drunken dog and chili loaded fries they roll into town. Get a taste of Thai Chalk Chalk fan favorites such as their super hot and spicy drunken noodles, cool and refreshing hibiscus tea, and Wan Yen for dessert. Order online to enjoy Thai Chalk Chalk at home or to have your next event catered by their delicious food truck so everyone can experience Thai Chalk Chalk's authentic dishes. For mobile Thai food at its best, the first choice is always the right choice, Thai Chalk Chalk. Hey, it's forward Sophie Branches. My family and my Bronx family listen to me make the big shot online on 1077 Bronx Retro, WRRC2. You can listen to Ryder Basketball along with my family at 1077thebronc.com. You're listening to Ryder Women's Basketball on 1077 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. Seton Hall will take the court here as Ryder is still talking, talking a couple things over. Definitely a lot to talk over, actually, after that first period there. Not an ideal game. I don't think I've ever seen a game like this at a Ryder in my time here which has been very short, but still. This rider is now starting to take the court. Haggins will be hitting the inbound here. Park Lane, obviously she will be the one to receive and take it up. Hopefully Ryder hit the drawing board a little bit. Knows a couple of plays here. Molly Lynch and Amanda Mobley dap each other up. Let's get into it. We got a bit of a zone defense going here. Want to see how this works. I love when Ryder adapts that mo uh, zone defense here. Park Lane has it out on the wing. Cooks with the free throw, and she makes it. Puts them up by 22. Hyacinth to Mobley. She'll be taking it all the way up the court now. Emily Strunk tries to set the, uh, the pick. Doesn't work. So Hyacinth quickly just back to Mobley. Mobley's looking for Lynch. To Blanford. She'll take it from the low block. Good for two. That was a great play there. Really good dish, especially from Molly Lynch having great court sight. Pass in the corner, tipped by Amanda Mobley. Down to Baines, who misses her shot. We got a foul call. It'll be Ryder ball. Blanford will be doing the inbound. She'll hit Hyacinth at the baseline. Hyacinth looking for some room now. She'll run around. Hyacinth sets the screen on Haggins as Mobley now has room to take it herself. And she gets fouled. No. She fouls. Nope. Yep. Foul on Haggins. 
Bit of confusion where the ref is pointing there. As Mobley will now be running the inbound play. Looking for Hyacinth. Doesn't get the open three look. Takes a step back. She'll pass it strong at the top of the key. Hyacinth, a bit of room here. She'll dish to Molly Lynch. Runs around the left. To Mobley on the wing who hits the top of the key now. Looking for some room. Emily Strunk with it. I have another travel violation. Um, wow. I'm what? I'm astonished. <laughs> I, I did not see that at all. And I'm right in front of the baseline <laughs> for the sideline. As now we're going to have Bynes with the inbound here. Park Lane bringing it up. Ryder still running that zone defense. Seemed to work pretty well. Ran the shot clock down quite a lot. To Haggins at the key. Park Lane at the wing. Cooks at the free throw line. She'll take the mid-range. She'll miss. Tipped off of Renee, Tony Renee Blanford. Picked up by Tucson. Bit of rebound trouble there. Thank God. And I was just about to say, I think Cooks is essentially on lock from the free throw. I mean, she has barely missed yet from there. I think that might have been her first miss in game. Has now Tucson at the top to Lynch. Back to Hyacinth, who will try to drive in from the top of the key. Doesn't get it. She'll pass to Tucson. It's tipped. Looks like Tucson limping around there. Yep, definitely going to go to an injury timeout here. Not too sure what happened to her. She got ran into by Bynes. And she will be limping off the court now as we're about to go right back into the game. Emily Strunk summed on for her. As Milligan will have a touch with her, a talk with her. Looks like she's pointing at her knee. Not entirely too sure I saw anything on that play that looked too hurtful, but you never know. As Mobley now has the ball at the top of the key. She'll take the three. As the shot clock winds down, she'll miss just off the side of the left there. Park Lane trying to push the pace here with Molly Lynch guarding her. Great defense there, Molly Lynch, but a great touch back there by Baines. Using her size and height to her advantage there, she'll just jump up, tap that one right back in. Amanda Mobley, she'll drive down the court on the left wing here. Trying to look for anything. Deep pass to Molly Lynch at the other side of the court on the corner. Hyacinth back at the top now. Quick little handoff to Mobley. Mobley will get space. Look for Renee Blanford. It'll get tipped. And we have another travel violation. Another one. Wow. As our two superstars, Michaela Fireball and Jessica Schiffer will be subbing back on now. Hyacinth and Mobley taking a rest. They have been playing most of this game now. Michaela Fireball and Jessica Schiffer hopefully rested up well enough. As Bembry will pass that to Baines. Back to Cooks on the wing. Park Lane, just at the lower wing there. Looks for Cooks, wide open in the corner for three. It's off, rebounded by Tony Renee Blanford. Thank God, using her size there to advantage. One thing about Ryder and our rebounds is we don't like to jump when we're right under the net. We do not like to jump for that ball there. Hence why a person like Cooks, she'll jump and she'll get that rebound every time. As Molly Lynch looks for Michaela Fireball at the top of the key, she's gonna throw that ball right over her head. It's gonna go right out of bounds. It's gonna be Seton Hall ball now. Couple of subs here, Seton Hall. Jolla Jordan coming back in for her second time in the game. And Olish, she'll be making her first appearance in the game. Alexia Olish. Haggins will dish that to Bembry, back to Haggins on the wing, to Olish at the top, right to Park Lane, who will drive in to the high block, and she will make that a go-ahead for two. Almost a, almost a 30-point game here. As Molly Lynch brings it up. Going to dish that to Emily Strunk on the wing, guarded by Jordan. Flailing her arms around. To Blanford, now to Lynch. 
Trying to find some space here. Doesn't get anything. Emily Strunk will take the shot from the top of the key there. That's good for two. Jessica Schiffer with an almost good steal. As Alice with the open three. Misses right off the left side of the room. Rebounded by Molly Lynch. She's going to take her time at the court now. Lynn Milligan on the ground. Trying to call out a couple of plays here for our team. Guarded by Bembry. Molly Lynch will get some space. She's going to pass that one to Blanford. Michaela now on the wing. Schiffer comes up at the top of the key. Tries to get some space. Emily Strunk, the wide open three. And she'll miss right off the back of the backboard there. Park, Park Lane guarded by Fireball. She'll run right by her. Fireball gets a hand on that. Rebounded by Molly Lynch. And she'll push the court to the top key. Fakes the three. Michaela Fireball misses that one right at the front of the rim there. Good shot selection. Just got to make sure that we get that make there. As Bembry takes the off-balance two-pointer, she'll miss. Guarded by Emily Strunk and Michaela Fireball. Rebounded by Strunk. Passed out to Lynch now. She's going to take her time. She's going to walk the ball up the court. Try to look for an opening here. Pass down to Blanford. It's still at the top of the key here. Fireball on the wing. Stolen by Park Lane. Guarded by Schiffer. Schiffer's just going to let her go as she gets the easy two-pointer. Yeah, clearly a very crafty team here. I mean, they, they're quick. Ryder's got to do something to shut these, these passing lanes down, you know. If Seton Hall can get in a passing lane every single time we move the ball around, we might not score. And we, we may never score for the rest of this game, really. As Molly Lynch is going to hit Blanford. It's going to get dished back to Molly Lynch with a quick fadeaway from the right at the top of the arc. She'll miss. Remounted by Haggins. Haggins hits Alice wide open on the run. Misses. Guarded by Tony Renee Blanford. Rebounded by Molly Lynch. Millian still letting her team know. Got to slow down the pace a little bit. She'll go to the right. Dish it to Michaela Fireball, who runs now around the left. Top of the key is now Blanford. Looks for Strunk in the paint. She'll get blocked by Jordan. Past the park lane. Haggins wide open on the, at the wing. Nothing but net on that one. Could feel the breeze from my side. Not a lot to work for Ryder right now. They cannot get the looks they want. Whether it be three points, down in the paint. Seton Hall getting everything they need. I mean, one thing I'm noticing a lot about the Seton Hall team right now is their ability to shut down these passing lanes. I think that that is about four steals now for Seton Hall. Maybe more. Still have not received a stat sheet. I'm a little lost. Sorry about that. But uh, they're definitely shutting us down on the offensive end. They got a lot of good defense down there. When you got the taller people down there, like... Satterfield, Jordan, Cooks. I mean, you know, they're getting hands on these on these shots and they're blocking them, which is all you need to do if you want to shut down a team. You know, defense wins championships. I'll say it. Everyone else you know will say it. Now, as for the Ryder offense, I mean, defense, we're really not doing much. We're allowing them to get those wide opens. We're allowing them to, you know, get the, use their size against us. We don't know how to plant our feet and just, you know, stop them, try to draw that foul. One thing we like to do is keep our face, keep our space to try to avoid the foul. I think if we tried to draw it just uh, a little more, we may have a bit more of an aggressive game here. Better chances, who knows. As for some of the players, Michaela Fireball definitely not looking her best right now. Didn't play uh, about 80% of that first period there. And the second period, she'll come in. She'll be playing the majority of it. Only has taken one shot, though. And it was a miss as well. Jessica Schipper not taking many shots as well. Definitely a quick team. Seen Hall being able to shut down all the looks that we do get. 
Not a lot going our way right now as it is a 36-9 game, just under a 30-point game here. But keep it tuned to WRRC2. We'll be back shortly with more Rider Women's Basketball exclusively on 107.7 The Bronx Retro. Programming on 1077 The Bronx and 1077 The Bronx Retro is underwritten in part by DiLorenzo's The Berg Pizza, 8919 New Falls Road, Fairless Hills, PA. Yo, Frankie, pizza review time. We're in Fairless Hills, Pennsylvania, here at DiLorenzo's The Berg. From what I hear, they specialize in a perfect pizza pie recipe passed down through three generations called the Trend Tomato Pie, which is cooked to a perfect golden brown crisp and sweet tomato sauce like you would never believe. I can already see the crispy crust. All right, one bite. Everyone knows the rules. Oh, my Lord, Frankie. These Berg folks don't mess around. This is at least a 9.5. DiLorenzo's The Berg Pizza has all the pizza and other delicious menu options you can ask for, including classic pizzeria-style sandwiches, pastas, and salads. You can learn more about Delo's menu and their order online options with just one click at DiLo'sTheBerg.com. Remember, DiLorenzo's The Berg is located across the Delaware on 8919 New Falls Road, Fairless Hills, PA. Frankie, you getting this? I'm about to eat this whole pie by myself. Programming on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Progressive Veterinary Care, 390 Route 518, Skillman. Your furry family members provide you unconditional love every day, and during this time of uncertainty, their positivity can instantly lift your spirits. The team at Progressive Veterinary Care is here to provide exceptional care to keep your pets happy and healthy. To make sure humans stay safe, they are offering curbside care. Simply call 609 333 686. When you arrive for your appointment, a Progress Vets team member will bring your pet into the office to conduct their examination and bring your fur baby back to your vehicle. Payments can be made over the phone. If you're not sure if your pet requires medical attention, you could set up a telehealth consultation via Zoom and a team member can help you determine if your pet needs to be seen. You could order your pet's meds via their online pharmacy at ProgressiveVeterinaryCare.com. The office is open Monday through Friday, 830 a.m. to 4 p.m. Saturday till 1. Though things may be uncertain right now, one thing you know for sure is that your pet will continue to love you unconditionally. For updates and more information about their services, it's ProgressiveVeterinaryCare.com. This is Amanda Mobley, guard for your Rider Bronx. Ask Alexa to play 107.7 The Bronx Retro to hear all Rider women's home games and select road games this season exclusively on WRRC2. We're back with more Rider Wins basketball exclusively on 1077 The Bronx Retro WRRC2. During the break, we've missed about a minute of game time here as Wright just took two shots at the free throw, made both of them, and is now 38 39. Amanda Moly takes the ball up, misses the two pointer, rebounded by Alish. It'll be given to Mari Wright now. She'll start the drive here for the Seton Hall Pirates. Guarded by Deja Wentz. Seeing her first couple minutes of the season. Definitely doesn't get much time. Usually see her in within the last minute of certain quarters, depending on the score. Here we go. Jordan passes to Satterfield. She'll be moving around at the free throw line. Bruinchez guarding up. She shuts down Jordan. She'll pick up the ball. Mobley will now be taking it up here. Guarded by Amari Wright. Screen by Blanford. Doesn't get her on the back cut to Bruinchez at the top. Deja Wentz looking for some space. Takes the free throw. Airballed. As that will be rebounded by Jordan. Passed all the way up to Alice. And she'll get the go ahead. She'll be going to the line for one now. And Ryder's definitely running into a lot of foul trouble here. 
Only person in with uh, fouls right now is Amanda Mobley with one and Schiffer with two. Amanda Mobley's first foul came during the break just now. Definitely didn't see that foul. Thought it was very questionable on a fast break. Definitely planted her feet, but these refs are a little whistle happy if you ask me. Missed the end one by Alice, rebounded by Jessica Schiffer. We will now be seeing Ali Palmieri for Seton Hall for the first time today. Jessica Schiffer will dish it to Mobley, who will run all the way around the key. Bruinches with the screen. We have another foul on, and that'll be, that one will be on Jordan. Now we have Jessica Schiffer coming in with the inbound. Trying to get a good play rolling here. Looks like she'll just hit Mobley wide open right in front of the half. Standing at the logo now, she'll be driving up to the right wing to Blanford, trying to get some space here to Brunches. And that'll be a missed shot right outside the free throw. Rebounded by Palmieri, pass to right, pass to Palmieri as she'll drive in, go for two. It'll get stuffed by Blanford. Quickly rebounded by Vines though, as she'll go in for two. And now we got Amanda Mobley bringing it back up. Jessica Schiffer now, she'll be taking it at the top of the key. Trying to find some space here to Deja Wentz, runs all the way around. Doesn't get the pass she was looking for, finally to Mobley. She'll be taking it into the paint herself. Deja Wentz outside in the corner for the three. Just off the front of the rim there. Not rebounded. Rolls out of bounds. It'll be Ryder Ball. As Jordan will now be struck, uh, subbed out for Cooks. And we'll be bringing in Pinckney for Satterfield. Amanda Mobley doing the inbound play here from the baseline. Try to facilitate a play here. Jessica Schiffer, the moving three. Caught her off the dribble. Misses that one. Rebounded by Bynes, who will take it all the way up herself to Palmieri. Not an idea what the call on that was, but it'll be called back. The shot is missed anyways. It'll be Ryder Ball. Bruin says now, running the inbound play. She'll pass that one to Jessica Schiffer, got it by Palmieri. Runs around Amanda Mobley, she's taking it herself still. Top of the key, looks for Mobley. Oh, little back cut there to Bruins in the paint. That's gonna be out on Seton Hall. Doesn't get the shot off. Looked like it was tipped there by Baines. Deja Wentz trying to get some space here. Passes that one out to Jessica Shifter after faking the shot. Bruins is with it for three. She'll miss off the back of the rim. Back to Bruinches, to Mobley. For a quick mid-range for two. And that'll be Ryder's first points in about five minutes. Mario Wright bringing the ball up now. I'm gonna pass that one over to Haggins. Oh, excuse me, Pinckney. Straight to Cooks, now to Baines, who will take it herself. She'll run right between Bruinches and Blanford. Got plenty of space there to make that shot. Got to shut us. Got to shut them down on defense, Ryder. We, we need to if we want to get any better chances here on offense and also slow down their score and run. As Schiffer now has the ball here at the top of the key. Bruin says for three again, and she'll miss off the front of the rim. One thing I like to talk about is using our taller people and our bigger bodies here for a three-point shooting. I'm not a fan of it, and I think we do it entirely way too much. 
as now Pinkney with the ball in the low left corner. She'll miss the wide open three as the clock winds down. One second left. Amanda Mobley not even going to take a shot there. <coughs> not the half you want, not the half you need, but it's the half we got. As Ryder losing this game by 30, 44 to 11 here at Walsh Gymnasium in Seton Hall. Seton Hall, probably not a lot to talk about. Going to keep doing their game. Ryder's got to hit the books, got to hit the drawing board, got to figure out what it is. Coaching staff having a little meeting here before they go in. Hey, but don't, don't get anxious. We'll be right back for the halftime show, so keep it tuned to WRRC2. We'll be back with more Ryder Women's Basketball exclusively on 107.7 The Bronx Retro. 107.7 The Bronx Campus Traditions are underwritten by Yoka's Food Truck and Catering Services for festivals, community events, and fundraisers in New Jersey. Yoka's is not your average food truck. Occupying a big, yellow family-owned trailer, Yoka's is sure to be a fan favorite for your family and friends. With high-quality food and unmatched service, Yoka's has a giant menu to satisfy your gang's colossal cravings with breakfast, lunch, and dinner on demand. Fear not picky eaters, everyone will find something they love at this world-class food trailer. Yoka's catering packages can feed an entire block party with mains, sides, drinks, and desserts, all perfected by their friendly and capable chefs. Whether your event is big or small, Yoka's has you covered with their famous eggplant parmesan, juicy burgers, fries, pork leg and cheese sandwiches, and more. No stress or sweat involved with Yoka's at the party. They put out the fires while you put out all the stops. If you're looking for a service to cook up a storm at your next event, look no further than Yoka's Food Truck and Catering. To see their menu online, it's yoka's.com. That's yoka's.com. 1077 The Bronx. Get those school supplies ready. An all new radio show and podcast is coming to the Bronx Radio. Pod Save the Teachers is a dynamic new radio show from the College of Education and Human Services, airing every Saturday at 8 a.m. Hosted by Dr. Mark Piercy, Pod Save the Teachers is a monthly look at educational issues, faculty and student spotlights, and a focus on Ryder University's partner districts in New Jersey and around the country. Pod Save the Teachers will feature the the best practices, the most important topics both in and outside the classroom, and questions which drive the debate around education in the United States. Brand new episodes of Pod Save the Teachers will also be released on your favorite podcasting platforms the last Saturday of every month. For more information online, go to 1077thebronc.com slash teachers. Everything is sweet. Oh, you're so tender. I must surrender. My love is your love now and forever. You're the one that I long to kiss. Baby, you're the one that I really miss. You're the one that I'm dreaming of. Baby, you're the one that I love. Keep me in your heart. Never let us
There may be some tears Through the coming years Ooh, all the while I know you'll be smiling Your love will guide me through every mile Cause you're the one that I long to kiss Baby, you're the one that I really You're the one that I'm dreaming of Baby, you're the one that I love Yeah, yeah, you're the one that I long to kiss Baby, you're Twenty minutes down, twenty to go. This is the Ryder Women's Basketball Halftime Show, exclusively on WRRC Two. While the Bronx are in the locker room discussing their plans for the second half, let's toss it back to Owen McCarran, Ben Chennault, and Jared Brito to break down and analyze the first thirty minutes of Lady Bronx action, exclusively on 1077 The Bronx Retro. Welcome to Ryder Bronx, Ryder Bronx Women's Basketball, 1077 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. Excuse me there. Not exactly the half we wanted as we have about 10 minutes left here before they come back out. Let's look at what we're dealing with here. Score is currently 44-11, to 11, down by a huge amount right now. Not many shots here from uh, Ryder's Landing as we go 5 for 24 from field goal percentage, and we are 0 for 11 from 3. Only one for two from the free throw. Only seen the line once today. And that was Tony Renee Blanford only making one of her shots. Otherwise, going down the line, Rafaela Toussaint, 0 for 1 from the field goal, 0 for 1 from the three. Toria Toomey, not having an awful day, 1 for 2 from the field goal. Amanda Mobley, 1 for 4 and 0 for 1. Not exactly the game you'd expect out of her as well. Michaela Fireball, 0 for 2, 0 for 1. Definitely not the start she wanted. Jessica Schiffer going 1 for 3 here. I mean, 1 for 4, excuse me, and 0 for 3 from the 3. My highest in 0 for 1, 0 for 1 on both the field goal and the 3-point. Tony Renee Blanford, obviously, 1 for 1 from the field goal. Emily Strunk going 1 for 3 and 0 for 1. Molly Lynch, 0 for 1. Deja Wentz, 0 for 2, 0 for 1. Sophie Bruins is 0 for 3, 0 for 2. And that seemed like a long list it was. Everybody on the Ryder roster has seen minutes so far, and not a single one has been able to contribute much to this game to be able to get it rolling right now. I mean, obviously, we're seeing a lot of stuff come from Amanda Mobley trying to facilitate plays out there, and the plays just are not landing. They are not working. A lot of a lot of what I'm seeing out here is we love to set that screen play. For example, Jala Jordan and Pink and uh, Park Lane. What they love to do is when that pick gets set, Jordan will come off of the pick and go wide and force whoever our player is with the ball out more towards the line of the half. So definitely a difficult game here, struggling to get the space we need to get a couple of conversions. Um, it's just it's going to have to be adjustment that we make while we're in the locker room right now. I know I love to say we are a halftime team. We love to go back to the locker room, draw it up, come back stronger than ever. And this is one of the games where that needs to come into full effect. There's there's no time for mistake right now, especially when you're down by this much at a 44 and 11 game. Taking a look at Seton Hall though, might as well. Maya Bembry over two. Looking at some of our best shooters here, Sydney Cooks going three for nine from field goal. She is having an absolute day out there. Shaylin Haggins, three for four from field goal, one for one from the three-point, and two for two from the free throw. Jala Jordan having an amazing day as well, one for two for field goal, three for three from the free throw, as she had the N1 earlier as well, making an odd number. Lauren Park Lane, three for seven, having an absolute day out there. Uh, 0 for one from the three-point, though, but she is definitely still killing it out there as we move down the, less, the rest of the line. Amari Wright. 
had an absolute ball of the day, going 100 all across the board. One for one from field goal, two for two from the free throw. And Kay Satterfield, one for one as well, two for two from the free throw. Three for three, Azana Bynes from field goal, as she's also going two for four from the free throw. Alexia Alish, one for three from the field goal, 0 for one from three. The only missed free throw on the team, Alexia Alish, and Ali Palmieri, 0 for one, only taking one shot so far. So as you can see, this is one of those games where everybody's gonna see their minutes. It doesn't matter how good, how bad they are. It doesn't matter where they're on the roster. Everybody is seeing minutes as both teams throwing everybody that they got out there right now. The starters, though, Seen Hall, not seeing that many minutes comparatively. Shaylen Haggins definitely played the most out of the entire team as Lauren Park Lane will be the next up. Trying to get some of those other players in there as much as they can. Really good shooting game today for Seen Hall as they're nailing most of their shots. They're getting the looks they need. They're thriving within the paint right now. Anywhere within the, the low block, the paint of the free throw line, it seems that most of them have that shot on lock. And they're doing really good using their size, their advantage there to get into the paint. Use, you know, drive right past our defenders. It also seems like one of the changing uh, factors of this game will be the free throws. You can see they've had 14 free throws. We've had two. And 14 free throws is free buckets. And you don't want to give that to a team when you're down as much as Ryder is right now. So 44-11, final score. Game will be coming back on in about 6 minutes and 30 seconds here. So keep it tuned to WRRC2. We'll be back with more Ryder Women's Basketball exclusively on 107.7 The Bronx Retro. Mental Fitness on 107.7 The Bronx is underwritten by Lawrence Alcohol and Drug Alliance. Reasons of teen drug and alcohol abuse is peer pressure and self-medication. 46% of 12th graders have been drunk at least once in their life. Lawrence Alcohol and Drug Alliance creates and designs educational programs and events to get the community involved to help members of Lawrence Township adversely affected by alcohol, tobacco, and drugs. LADA is compromised of a Mercer Council on Alcoholism and Drug Addiction whose desire is to help prevent alcohol and drug-related problems. LADA events and programs include the Campfire Boys and Girls programs for elementary and secondary students. If you want to get involved, meetings are held the last week of each month in the manager's conference room at the Lawrence Township Municipal Building. For more information on the Lawrence Alcohol and Drug Alliance, its mission statement, programs, and a complete calendar of events, visit the Lawrence Alcohol and Drug Alliance page at lawrencetwp.com slash alcoholism and drug addiction. Programming on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten in part by Purple Cow Ice Cream, Main Street, Lawrenceville. Welcome back to Bronx Breaking News. Today we are investigating the lack of ice cream available to college students. Some people are calling it ice cream again. Terry is live on the scene to give you the inside scoop. Thanks, Ted. We're getting reports that all the ice cream in Mercer County has melted. Wait. This just in. I'm hearing reports that there is, in fact, a place to get ice cream in Lawrenceville. I'm getting reports that it's on Route 206. That's so close to Ryder University. Locals are calling this place a hidden gem and are phoning in to report their favorite flavors. Let's hear what they have to say. There's nothing better than mint chocolate chip any day of the week. I like butter pecan. My favorite is the purple cow at Purple Cow. Well, there you have it, folks. The reviews speak for themselves. Purple Cow ice cream offers flavors that everybody will love. Ryder students, you don't have to take tip cows anymore. Instead, you can tip the staff at Purple Cow. This has been Terry with Bronx Breaking News. Ice Cream Armageddon has been averted. Rider students get their ice cream from Purple Cow. Hi, it's Raffaella Toussaint forward for the Rider Bronx. Before I drive down the lane, I open my 1077 The Bronx Retro app and Google Play to listen to every Rider Woman's home game on WRRC2. And we're back with more Rider Women's Basketball exclusively on 1077 The Bronx Retro WRRC2. Four minutes left here on the timer. Try to fill in the space here myself. Seton Hall 
out on the court right now, getting their warms up. I imagine Coach Milligan is ripping the team a new one in the locker room right now as they're still in there. Got to figure out how to get some momentum here. I mean, is it to the point where it is too late to even get some momentum and come back? I mean, you're down by, still have not done the math, but about 30 points here, 44 to 11. It's one of those crazy games where you see how we've been able to score in our other games, and I just don't know if we'd be able to catch up at this point. Considering in a lot of the closer games we have had, Riders' catch-up ability has only worked once against St. Francis Brooklyn. I've only ever seen it with my eyes once at least. Against St. Joseph, they were able to lower the lead to a minimum of three points at one point, and they just could not finish the game. So against a team like Sheen Hall right now with their speed, agility, and really good basketball IQ, I, just, I don't know if it's possible at this point. This game is very tilted as it seems right now. As I'm getting our first glimpse of the Rider Lady Bronx here, chopping it up in the little hallway right outside the locker room here. Refs come back out onto the court. Want to compliment the crowd here today. Not a bad vibe. Started off completely empty and it filled up pretty quickly, if I do say. Oh, hopefully they hit the drawing board, Ryder. I mean, they got a lot of good things about them that they know how to execute a lot. You know, when they uh, when they execute that, when they execute a lot of their pick plays, you know, it works a lot a lot better for them than you think. Especially when they do manage to get the space. So, uh, and that is one of the things they are struggling with a lot is getting space from these quicker seat hall players. I mean, they really know how to, you know, move their body off the pick to get around and attack our offense. So it's one of those things where if you're a rider, you got to find a way around it. Maybe instead of running past the pick, you run at it and then you, you know, quickly dash the other way, stutter step action, quick euro step, something. But we got to figure it. We got to figure it out here if we want to get a couple points. This rider is now taking out their few warm-ups here. Hopefully Michaela Fireball, Jessica Schiffer, get a couple of good talks in with Coach Milligan. Looking good out there on the court right now, taking their first shots. Ryder, pretty stone-cold facial expressions right now. I remember them being a lot happier at the last game against St. Joseph when they had to come back. This is not the situation that you would want to be in at all, especially if you're a Ryder. I mean, you're going 3-5 and five right now on your record sheet, and you're trying to come here, shut them out, get your fourth win for Mac play. This is not the outcome that they obviously wanted. I know Coach Milligan is clearly not happy. A lot of the other coaches talking Dover right now. Hopefully coming up with some sort of strategy again. The drawing board is where it's going to be at right now for Ryder. Hopefully, you know, they go back. They talk about what they saw Seton Hall do and shut that, how they shut their, uh, their ball game down. Seton Hall, let's take a huddle here. We have a minute, minute left before we come back into it. But don't miss a second of Ryder Wins Basketball this season on 107.7 The Bronx Retro. Plug into the action via your mobile device. Download Retro's free mobile app. Search WRRC2 in the Apple and Google Play stores to listen to every quarter on your smartphone or tablet. Clock winding down now. Got about 50 seconds left here for this game. Looking forward to a lot better offense here. I think it's going to start with the offense. I think if we can get a couple of buckets there, it'll give us like a lot of good momentum and the defense will come with it. Or maybe that's backwards. Maybe we play a bit of good defense here, get the energy going, a couple of smiles on their face, and maybe we start nailing our shots here, get a couple open looks here. As a not very good basketball player myself, I'm not too sure how you would counter speed out here on the court. Hopefully Coach Milligan does have something in mind. I mean, everybody on this seed haunt team, doesn't matter their size, and they have a couple of really tall players out there. They can haul. They are definitely moving out there, and especially when they break right through our defense. They're doing an absolutely amazing job of doing that right now. Still not the best game. 
shooting 20% is Ryder. And Seton Hall is out shooting us by, again, almost 30%. 47% they are out shooting us right now, which is outrageous. They shot 50% in the first period, and they shot 44% in the second, while Ryder only shot 22 and 20 in both of those periods right there. Not the game that we were looking for at all. Seton Hall also outdoing us in turnovers. They've had 24 steals. Oh, my God. Ryder only with two, as well as nine second chance buckets and 15 fast breaks coming from Seton Hall today. Ryder with zero. As the game's going to get underway now, Amanda Moley with the ball, guarded by Pinkney. To Tumi at the top of the key. She'll dish it to Tucson. Hits fireball out on the wing. Fakes the three, gets some space, goes in for the two. They'll count it. Fireball going to head to the line now for her first shot of the game. First free throw of the game, excuse me. Looking at the foul trouble, this looks like everybody on Ryder has a foul right now. We got 1-1, one, 2-2, one, two, two, two. One for Mobley, one two shot, one fireball. Two for fireball, two for Toomey, and two for Schiffer. As fireball takes her shot, it'll be good. It'll be a good three-point conversion there for Ryder, making it a 44-14. Because now they are down by 30. <coughs> Haggins to Park Lane out on the wing. She'll pass it to Bembry who will hit Haggins out on the right wing, back to Pinkney at the top. Park Lane on the wing now, she'll drive in, hit Cooks in the paint, and she'll just miss the reverse layup there. Not something you expect to see from her, especially with how dominant she's been in the paint so far. Little strike of luck there. Michaela Fireball, pass it to Schiff on the wing, to Toussaint now, still on the wing. Mobley at the top of the key. Toomey right in front of the line. Back out to Mobley in the wing. Toomey tries to set the screen. Doesn't get her on the back cut. Amanda Mobley. Oh, she hits Toomey, and it, Toomey fumbles that ball. It's picked up by Haggins, who will push the pace now and go in for two. Another fast break scoring there for her. Making that 16 fast breaks for Seton Hall. Amanda Mobley calling a play here. Pinckney looked like she was egging on a steal there. She was inching forward. Amanda Mobley dribbles in, finds Tucson. Tucson trying to get around, finds space. Cramped over in the corner is Tucson Schiffer to Mobley. Deep in the wing. Toomey sets the screen now. Mobley will pass to Tucson. Wide for three. And she'll nail that one. Great shot, Tucson. One of the first threes we've seen her make. All game here and all, all, all of last game, last game. It's a really good shot there by Tucson getting that open look. As seen Hall now has the ball. Cooks down in the paint. She'll charge in, and with a fadeaway two-pointer, she will nail that. Looks like we have a Seton Hall timeout here. Not entirely too sure why. I wouldn't exactly call timeout if my team was up by 31. Not like we really need a break. But here we go. Ryder, going to talk about it. Definitely a bit of momentum. Definitely something uh, I, I've always said. You know, we are a second-half team or a third, fourth-quarter team. And it sucks. We definitely need to be a four-quarter team here if we want to start winning these games. And I think at this point we have let Seton Hall pull a little bit too far away. It's one of those games where you just got to go out there right now. You just got to give it a ball. Give it, give it your all. But which Bronc will be the most valuable player of the game? Stay tuned to 107.7 The Bronc Retro, WRRC2 after the game. Find out who is today or tonight the Bronx MVP of the game during the Ryder Women's Basketball postgame show. As Ryder now in the huddle. Led by Amanda Mobley. And that's what I love about Amanda Mobley being PG1. I mean, she really knows how to take control. She knows how to, you know, let her team know, hey, 
you know, I know what's going on right now. I'm going to talk to you guys. We're going to get it going. She really is the leader of this team, you know. And that's why when you had a fifth-year point guard like Amanda Mobley, the heart and soul she pours into this team, you know, she can go a long way at, at getting this team off their off their butts here and kicking them up, kick-starting them up now. Seton Hall, D huddles. They're going to start running out. They're getting ready now on their side of the court here. Milligan throwing in some final comments. Ryder still up in the huddle. Got to get some momentum here. I think they know that more than anyone right now. Ah. Hopefully Coach Milligan isn't being too mean. Hopefully very constructive over there. I mean, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far within the only two minutes of what we've played in this third period here. A lot of good aggressiveness on the offense there. Really good ball movement. Um, looked like Seen Hall was starting to shut him down just a little bit. Something you uh, want to be worried about, especially when you start getting momentum. You never want to play against a team that can adapt to you. Uh, at everything you do, but that is the sport of basketball. When they adapt, you adapt. As Ryder's going to start taking the court now. Chairs are being picked up and off. The Seton Hall Pirate wiping down the court himself. He's been an absolute gem to me today. Gave me a little, little knuckle bump twice. Thought he wouldn't want to because I am enemy team, but no, what a great guy he is. Seton Hall was one of the schools I was looking at before I found my beautiful home of Ryder. Home of our amazing women Bronx basketball team who will now be inbounding the ball. Rafaela Toussaint should be doing the inbound here. Seton Hall up by 31. And they still are adopting that full court press. As she'll inbound that to Molly Lynch. Who takes up the court, guarded by Pinkney now. Looks for Michaela Fireball, gets her out on the wing. Toussaint says the screen, doesn't get much space there. Schiffer with it now. Toomey. Back to Schiffer, to Lynch, who will try to drive into the paint. Intercepted. Ah, intercepted there by Haggins. Oh, as she fumbles that possession, Michaela Fireball picks it up. As she, Toussaint, and Lynch were back on defense. She's going to hand that one off to Lynch. She's playing point guard duties right now. Up to Toomey on the wing, back to Toussaint on the other wing. Lynch now with it on the wing. Toussaint. Just a bad three there. A little bit too contested for my liking, but got to get your look somehow. Park Lane wide open, doesn't take the shot. Haggins open in the left corner. And she will take that shot and nail it. And that's one of those things you can't let happen. Doesn't matter what defense are running. Openings in the corner with Haggins, especially the three-pointing threat that she is. Cannot allow that type of event to happen. Schaefer finds fireball at the top. Looks for Tucson. Doesn't get her. Toomey at the free throw. Toomey will drive in for two, and she draws the foul. And she's going to be going to the line for one now. Little huddle, little teams here. Seton Hall has no foul trouble right now, except for their starting point guard, Park Lane, drawing in a big three fouls. Oh, excuse me, sorry, only one. I read the wrong. Park Lane has three assists. Great job from her today. Toomey will take her first shot. Now it's off. Missed right at the front of the rim. Rebounded by Bembry. Got to get back now is Park Lane and Haggins. Jessica Schiffer guarding. Haggins runs in. And a little bit of an around-the-world action there. She misses the easy layup. Cooks with an amazing fadeaway two-pointer there at the high block. Ooh, inbounded by Blanford. Tries to hit Lynch. This is intercepted by Pinckney. And it runs out of bounds, so it'll still be Ryder ball. 
Blanford here with the inbound, looking for some sort of opening here. Can't seem to find anything. Intercepted there by Bembry. Good pass there from Blanford. Luckily, Park Lane misses the layup. Blanford still with it. Schiffer still trying to bring it up past the half. She'll pass the fireball. Fireball now on the wing. Schiffer back at the top of the key, right from the logo. As she'll charge into the left wing. Dishes to Molly Lynch, who will run all the way around. She's going to find Blanford at the top of the key here. Blanford trying to find anything. Dishes to Schiffer deep outside the wing, who will now run right. Clock winds down. Blanford tries to take a quick fadeaway two and misses. It's rebounded by Ryder, but it seems that the refs have called that the ball had gone out of bounds or we had stepped out because it's now Seton Hall's ball here. So we're going to see Jala Jordan sub back in for Cooks here. Not a bad game from either of those two. Doing absolutely amazing stuff down there in the paint today. Park Lane, she's going to be bringing the ball up here, guarded by Jessica Schiffer. Jessica Schiffer gets the screen set on her. Park Lane drives to Jala Jordan outside the wing. Misses off the front of the rim. Rebounded by Fireball. Great job there. Using her aggressiveness and her speed to get there. Guarded by Park Lane now is Fireball. She'll dish that to Lynch at the top of the key here. She'll try to hit Schiffer on the back cut. Doesn't get her in time. Pass simply did not bounce high enough. Just, just swooped right under Jessica Shipper's hand there. Went right under bound. Out of bounds. Excuse me in my language. Now I got an inbound play here. Seen Hall. Park Lane with it now. Guarded by Mobley, who will be seeing the court again this period. Ben Bree's going to pass that to Park Lane on the wing. They're going to move that ball around from Benbury to Haggins, all the way back to Parkland on the left wing now. She's going to try to drive around Blanford, try to get an opening here. As Jordan, the contested three on the corner, it's missed. Rebounded by Toomey there. Good job, her defensively. It's going to be handed off to Mobley now, now to Hyacinth, who's running around the right side. Schiffer now with it, top of the key to Mobley on the wing. Tries to set the screen, doesn't get the space she wants. Tries to hit Blanford, she'll hit her. And Blanford misses, misses that wide open layup there. Really good pass action there. Great ball movement, really love that play there. Blanford's just got to do a better job of nailing that ball there. Ah, gives Bembry a wide open mid-range look. Rebounded by Jordan, and she's going to take that herself. She's going to get the go ahead for two. Taking it up now is Mobley, guarded by Haggins. Ooh, a little behind the back dish there to Hyacinth. Now at the top of the key here. Looks for some space, looks for anybody. Hands up! She's gonna dish that to Toomey. As Toomey tries to dish that to Blanford at the line. And it's gonna be intercepted. Pass to Amari Wright, intercepted by Maya Hyacinth, and then knocked out of bounds. As we got a, another timeout here coming up. A little bit better of a half here. Like to see them shutting them down. Not entirely 100%, but shutting them down enough. 55 to 19. Keep it tuned to WRRC2. We'll be back with more Ryder Women's Basketball exclusively on 107.7 The Bronx Retro. Programming on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 The Bronx Retro is underwritten in part by DiLorenzo's The Berg Pizza. Man, this party sucks. I know, right? Clowns, face painting, it's like they think we're children. Doesn't the host know we're college students? We're practically grown-ups now. 
Whoa. What's that? I think that's, that's, yeah, that's DiLorenzo's The Berg Pizza Truck. A pizza truck? I didn't even know those existed. Look how beautiful it is. The DiLorenzo's Pizza Truck offers tomato pies on the go. You get to pick everything from any pie on the menu and all the toppings. Perfect timing, too. I'm starving. What can I say? Delos the Berg is the word. You can say that again. Delos the Berg is the word. Let's go grab a slice. DiLorenzo's The Berg Food Truck is perfect for any and all gatherings, birthday parties, campus events, weddings, graduations, you name it. Share the love with your guests with pizza, rolls, salads, and more. Turn your party upside down and become the hostess with the mostest with DiLorenzo's The Berg Food Trucks. University's 1077 The Bronx is underwritten in part by Capital Health. When it comes to your health, the world is swirling with information and unfortunately misinformation. COVID-19, cancer, heart disease, vaccinations, masks, childhood development, healthy eating, dieting, and exercising fads. What's the best way to evaluate and separate the truth from all of the myths being floated out there? The answer is Health 411, presented by Capital Health. Every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., Dr. Jonathan Karp and his special guests provide truthful health information to expand your knowledge and perspective. From preventative medicinal techniques to personal diet, and exercise. Health 411 features candid health that will not only empower you, but inspire you as well. Turn misinformation into helpful information regarding your family's health. Don't miss Health 411 with our doctor, Jonathan Carp, and the medical staff of Capital Health. Health 411 is underwritten by Capital Health. Minds Advancing Medicine. Capital Health is the region's leader in providing progressive quality patient care with exceptional physicians, nurses, and staff, as well as advanced technology. 1077 The Bronx Retro's Got Game. This is Michaela Fireball, guard for your Lady Bronx. Listen to all of our Rider home games and select road games this season on RC and only on WRRC2. Thank you, Michaela. We're back with more Rider Women's Basketball exclusively on 1077 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. The game's got to get underway now with the third period only having 404 left in it. Score still remains 55 19. Bit of a long time out there. Park Lane is going to be bringing it up. She'll pass that to Haggins. Bembry now at the top of the key. Jordan right on the wing. Little handoff there to Park Lane. Holding it. Guarded by Mobley. Park Lane with a lob pass all the way across the corner. She's going to dish that to right. To Bembry at the line. To Jordan in the corner. Now back to Park Lane at the wing. He'll try to step back. Take a three. And we have a foul called on Mobley. Something I uh, did not see. I'm not seeing a lot of contact on that. I don't even think she got a hand on that or Park Lane at all. I think she just missed. I'm not saying that to be insulting. I think she just missed. <laughs> As Park Lane is going to be seeing the line today. Here we go. Pretty sure her first time at the line. Nails the first one. Looking at a potential three-point conversion here. Assuming she wasn't over the line. Misses the second one. Yep, here we go for the third shot. One more chance to make it all count here. And the second shot. That's good. Only net on that one. And now we have Tony Renee Blanford bringing this one in again. Seton Hall still adopting that full court press here. Probably doesn't want to get, doesn't want to let Ryder get uh, any comfortable at all. Mobley with the ball to Blanford on the wing, right side. Mo uh, Iacinth now to ship to Fireball to Mobley. Mobley's outside on the wing, running around right side now. She'll dish that to Toomey right in front of the free throw. She'll try to drive in. Hits Michaela at the corner. 
Michaela trying to drive in, find something. She gets stuffed trying to hit a quick mid-range shot. Amanda Mobley pushing their tempo right now. As Amari Wright gets the fast break. She misses the layup, rebounded by Hyacinth. She's going to be taking it up the court now. Watch out for the steal there. Great job, Ryder. Slow down your pace here a little bit. No need to rush. And Mobley now with the ball, guarded by Pinckney again. Toomey and Blanford at the top. Blanford with the wide open three. Bang! She makes that. That'll be Blanford's first three of the game right now. So now we have Amari Wright bringing the ball up to Haggins on the left wing. Back to Amari right at the top of the key. Back to Haggins. She finds Jordan wide open for mid-range. At the low block, she's going to miss. That one's going to roll around the rim and be rebounded by Michaela Fireball. Mobley now with it. A couple substitutions about to come in here. They got Olish, Park Lane, and Touchant. Michaela Fireball misses the wide open three from the right away. Zamari Wright's going to be bringing this one up now. Sets the screen on Mobley. Finds Baines wide open. Michaela Fireball rebounded. What? We have a traveling violation. Looks like on Victoria Toomey. Looks like they think she was holding on to the ball and took a little bit too many steps, even though the ball was clearly still on the floor. Oh, you lost me with that one. Here we go now as the subs come in. Amari Wright. She'll be doing the inbound here for Seton Hall. Finds Park Lane wide open in the corner for three. Off the front of the rim there. Put back up by Baines. Oh, excuse me, Satterfield. Tried to be rebounded by Amari Wright, and it's missed and thrown right out of bounds there. As now we have Blanford running the inbound play here. She'll pass that one to Mobley, find her for some space. Touchant with it now at the top of the key to Toomey. She's going to dish that to Mobley, set the pick for Mobley. Mobley's going to try to drive in here. Doesn't get the look she wanted. Actually looked like she got tripped up as she hits the ground. Park Lane on the fast break to Amari Wright for two. And she's going to get the go-ahead for two. Still running that full-court press to Seton Hall here. She's got a reach-in foul on Park Lane. Looks like... Um, Blanford's going to come up to inbound it for Mobley here. Kayla Fireball obviously not happy about that. Trying to see if he can just blow right by her. Nobody ever wants to get reached in on. Inbound it to Fireball. Blows right by her. Hits Tucson out on the wing. Now at the top of the key. Mobley on the left wing. She's going to move her way over to the top of the key as well. Finds Blanford right outside the free throw line. Bit of a fumbled pass there, but she gets a hand on it. Back to Mobley. The screen is set. Mobley's trying to take it herself. See if she can find some space. Michaela Fireball. It's dished to her on the cross. As she misses the wide open layup. Rebounded by Blanford there. An amazing put back there by Blanford. Mobley looks like she's trying to draw the foul. Park Lane will dish that out to Amari Wright for the open three, and she'll miss, and that one's going to be tipped out of bounds now. And you got Tony Renee Blanford doing the inbound, still a full-court press. I have no idea why. 
as there's only 30 seconds, well, 35 left on the clock. Amanda Moby's gonna blow by Amari Wright. He's gonna have it at the top of the key now. Quick dribble move, hit that one to Michaela Fireball. She's gonna take a three. Michaela Fireball makes one of her second threes for the day today. She's doing absolutely amazing right now. Yep, that's gonna make Michaela Fireball two for three on the day. As Park Lane will bring it up to Amari Wright. She's gonna pass it back to Park Lane, guarded by Fireball. Dish to the low block to Satterfield. She's gonna miss the layup. Rebounded by Baines. She's gonna miss the putback layup and it's gonna be rebounded by Ryder as the clock is wasted. As we're gonna get into this fourth period sometime soon here. Not an awful effort there by Ryder. 59-27, still not the game that we wanted. But uh, keep it tuned to WRRC2. We'll be back with more Ryder Wins basketball exclusively on 107.7 The Bronx Retro. Master your finances on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Certified Wealth Management and Investment Princeton. In a society that runs on money, you need to know and understand what's happening with yours. Certified Wealth Management and Investment will guide you on the path to financial well-being and show you how to make your money work for you. Kurt Baker, a certified financial planner professional, will work with you to establish a detailed goal-based plan that will accommodate your financial needs and exceed your financial expectations. Kurt will also help you navigate the often confusing world of retirement, Medicare, insurance, and more. CWMI is a registered investment advisory company focused on personal financial planning, as well as small business planning, estate planning, and several other fee-based and non-fee-based services. For more information on how to reach your financial peace of mind with certified wealth management and investment by phone, it's 609-716-4700 or online at cwmi.us. That's CWMI. US. Lawrence High School Football and Baseball on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Pork Chops Barbecue, 1560 North Olden Avenue, Ewing. Pork Chops provides the highest quality food with prices that won't break your piggy bank. Your wallet and stomach will thank you when you try their classic dishes reinterpreted to satisfy your modern taste. Pork Chops sweet or savory barbecue reinventions are guaranteed to satisfy all your cravings. Pork Chops Portuguese-style cuisine delivers all the flavors of Portugal without ever booking a flight to Europe. Wash it all down and quench your thirst with their brand new fruit or milk bubble tea. Go for the food and stay for Pork Chops' renowned customer service. Dine in and see for yourself why the Pork Chops barbecue experience is one of the most fun and delicious dining experiences in Mercer County. Takeout and delivery are also available. If you're a fan for barbecue, you're going to be fanatical over Pork Chops barbecue with three locations, Flemington, Middlesex, and in the Capitol Plaza, Ewing. When you listen to Bronx basketball this season on 107.7, the Bronx Retro, you score big. This is power forward, Tony Romano. You can find WRRC2, my tuning, as easy as I find my shot during the game. You're listening to Ryder Women's Basketball only on 107.7, the Bronx Retro, WRRC2. Still a lot going on here as Ryder has not taken the court yet. Oop, my mistake. Now they are. Talking a lot longer than Seton Hall is probably because Seton Hall doesn't have much to talk about. You're winning the game by this much. I'd imagine you have nothing. Ryder finally taking the court now. Molly Lynch, Michaela Fireball, Raphael Toussaint, Tony Renee Blanford, and Victoria Tilney. They're going to be the five on for this final fourth period here. As we got Embry, Park Lane, Haggins, Cook, and Pinckney will be the five in for Seton Hall. <laughs> going to have an inbound here. Haggins to Park Lane. Parkland's going to hit Haggins. She's going to hit Bembry at the top of the key now. Dish that one to Pinckney. 
on the right side. Now to Parkland, the wing. Trying to find some space. With the wing to Pinkney in the corner. Dishes to Cooks, right at the high block. Cooks is going to try to spin move, and she'll get the easy go-ahead mid-range there on Toomey. Still pressing a Seton Hall. Their coaches, oh my God, like swimming on the court, right? Sorry. <laughs> Molly Lynch, Madam Michaela Fireball on the wing. She's going to dish that one to Victoria Toomey at the right wing. Madam Molly Lynch trying to find some space in the corner. Runs up left side now. Dishes to two shot for the wide open three. Two shot, nails that one. Great job, Raphael with two shot. That's going to make her two for three as well. Really good job there, getting the ball out. It's going to be Ryder ball. Good defense there. Okay. Raphael Toussaint running the inbound play here. Seton Hall still running that full court press. They love to do so much. It gets inbound to Toomey. And now Schiffer, who I'm just noticing is in the game, subbed out for Blanford. She'll have it. She'll take it up the left side to Michaela Fire about the top of the key now. Right wing. Going to pass that one over to the left to Toomey. Schiffer now with it, moving right. Molly Lynch coming back the other way. Tries to hit Toomey in the paint. And it's intercepted by Cooks. Park Lane now to Haggins. And she's going to take that one for the free two-pointer on the fast break. Schiffer now playing point guard duties. She's going to take that one on the left side. Dish it to Michaela Fireball. Michaela Fireball holding her pace here. Molly Lynch on the right wing. A run right by Toomey's screen here to Toussaint now, still on the right wing. Kayla Fireball, she tries to run around Bembry. She goes for the mid-range, misses right off the back of the rim there. As Jessica Schiffer now running up Park Lane, who's pushing the pace a little bit, tries to run it through the paint. Pass to Bembry right in front of the, right outside of the arc. She's going to nail that one for two. Excuse me, right outside of the free throw. She's going to nail that one for two. Still a full court press here. Kind of taking some of the gas off those Seton Hall. As Fireball. Looks like we got a backcourt violation. As the ball, from what I saw, looked like it actually tipped off of Park Lane. But uh, happens though it tipped off of Fireball, rolled all the way away. And it's not much you can do about that. It's a tricky play there. Haggins is going to be doing the inbound here. I can imagine this one's going straight to Park Lane. Yep. And <laughs> yeah, just that one over to Bembry on the right side. Now Amari right in the corner. Dan's going to cross that one over to Park Lane. She's going to hit Cooks in the paint. She's going to fumble that one. It's going to roll out. We got Ryder Ball. As now Toussaint will be hitting the inbound play. Yeah, just that one to Molly Lynch who finds her space. Tries to blow right by right. Schiffer with it now as they switch up man. Dish to Blanford. Ooh, almost a good mid-range there from Tony Renee Blanford. Park Lane with it now. She's going to have it at the top of the key, right at the free throw line. Tries to blow right by Michaela Fireball. Yeah, she's good for two as Michaela Fireball fouls Park Lane as well. So she'll be going to the line for one. Excuse me, sorry. Park Lane, second time of the line here today. Mm -hmm. She makes this. This will be her going four for four from the free throw today. 
And it's good. Number net on that one once again. Park Lane, obviously not somebody that you would want to send to the line. As Tucson is now going to be doing the inbound. Seton Hall's coach yelling. I have no idea what he just yelled. So Molly Lynch will be taking it up now. She's going to blow right by Bembry. Get there on the wing. Going to dish it to Hyacinth down on the outside wing as she gets forced back deep beyond the arc. Looking for some space here as Hyacinth in the paint. She finds Schiffer on the right wing. So run around the left, dish it to Molly. Molly Lynch now at the top of the key to Tucson. Nine seconds left. She'll take a fadeaway mid-range and miss. Tipped out by Tony Renee Blanford on the attempt at the rebound. As it looks like next up is Jala Jordan. A huge threat to the Ryder Bronx here. And we've seen what she's capable of on defense. She's got some long arms, she's got some long legs. She knows how to run, and she can definitely reach for some of those balls, get some good steals in there. And now we have Amari Wright. Second point guard duty. She's going to pass that one to Haggins. Haggins is going to go right back to Amari right here. Now back to Haggins. Haggins trying to find some space as she runs in. Gets caught up to Jolla Jordan in the corner. She's going to use her size. Try to run in on Jessica Schiffer. Foul call. She's going to be going to the line for two. Nope. High live. Going to be an inbound play here. That'll be Jessica Schiffer's third foul. With six minutes left in this fourth period here. Mari Wright's going to be doing the inbound here. Palmieri. Taking the wide open corner three. He's going to nail that one. First time seeing her since the uh, right before the half. Going to nail that one and extend their lead here. His rider's now down by 41. Molly Lynch with it at the top of the key here. Dishes that to Hyacinth. Hyacinth trying to run around the right side. To Schiffer, running now around the left side on the left wing. Here she is. Trying to charge in, get a great fadeaway. A little floater action there, excuse me. She's going to miss. We're going to get a foul call as Rafaela Tucson tries to go for the rebound. It's going to be Ryder Ball. These headphones, they hurt my ear, guys. As Molly Lynch will be doing the inbound here. A bit of a, a, bit of a break here as we're waiting for the whistle to be blown. Refs are talking it over. Not too sure how many fouls somebody has. Something along those lines. As Molly Lynch is now underway. Not getting anything. She finds Hyacinth out on the corner. Hyacinth stops with the ball now. Tucson on the wing. Hyacinth with it. Looking for some room. We'll drive her on the left side. She's going to get contested heavily. She's going to run right by Lynch and hand that one off. Dishes it to Blanford. With two seconds left, she'll try to do a little step back. Go for the mid-range. She's going to miss. Rebounded by Tucson, though. Clock resets. Molly Lynch standing at the logo. Tries to find her room. Tony Renee Blanford goes up for this shot as she gets jumped on by Bynes. And it's going to be a foul call. She's going to be going, going to the line for two. Tony Renee Blanford. Tony Renee Blanford, only person at, uh, on Ryder today that has seen the line. On one for two. These will be uh, her next two shots here. Hopefully looking to go for three for four here. Banks the first one right off the back rim. Doesn't make it. As now she's got one more shot to try to close this deficit. Tony Renee Blanford's second shot is good. She's going to make that. It's going to be 71-31. Uh, Seton Hall. 
Maya Wright's going to bring this one up now. We have Maya Hyacinth here guarding her. Obviously not pushing the pace with only five minutes left in this period. And she's going to try to drive right by in. Oh, my goodness. That's just an unfortunate play. Maya Wright tries to drive in and hit Satterfield. A little back cut play action there as Tony Renee Blanford tries to step in the way of the ball and get a hand on it. And uh, just not a good pass. It hits her foot. And we got a kick ball. And Seton Hall is now going to get an inbound here. Looks like Satterfield going to be inbounding that one to Bynes, who takes the open mid-range, guarded by Tucson. She makes that one. Really good job there by Bynes. Yeah, definitely got to try shutting this team down somehow right now. I mean, at this point, it is entirely way too late. There's no way you're coming back with 4.50 left on the clock at a 73-31 game here. All you can do is just play out the rest of the game, you know, because at the end of the day, you're still getting your reps in. You're still getting your game time. But this game is definitely a little bit too far for me. As we have Hyacinth at the top. Schiffer on the right wing now. Trying to find some space. Can't find anything. Tony Renee Blanford. One second left. Banks it off the backboard for two. What a great shot. Tony Renee Blanford. She's been on fire. Having a really good last period here. Stolen by Hyacinth. Nope. Picked back up by Satterfield. Hyacinth still guarding her. Satterfield taking her time here. Obviously just trying to waste away that clock. No need to push their tempo whatsoever. As you're now going to see Bynes. She's going to pass that ball over to Satterfield. At the top is Palmieri for the wide open three. Off the front of the rim. Going to be a foul called on Seton Hall there. As we're going to sub in Kyla Harris as well now. Seeing her first couple minutes of the game. A timeout called right now. I, honestly, ideally, again, not the game you want here. Not much you can talk about right now. If anything, uh, I'm just telling the team, you know what? Play the rest of the game. Don't give it up. But uh, don't let them run away with it any more than they already have. But um, keep it tuned to WRRC2. We'll be back with more Rider Women's Basketball exclusively on 107.7 The Bronx Retro. My friends always tell me I light up the room, bringing everyone up with the brightest smile on my face. I may look happy, but dig a little deeper and the pain speaks for itself. Between 20 to 30% of adolescents report having symptoms of depression and anxiety, and we need to find a way to put this statistic to a halt. And with Attitudes in Reverse, we can do just that. Attitudes in Reverse, or AIR, has a mission to create a community of understanding as they strive to educate and spread awareness on people struggling with mental health disorders. Now, it's true. You never know what someone is going through. You could look like a shining star on the outside, but be drowning in the deepest ocean on the inside. AIR strives to provide unlimited mental health awareness and suicide prevention programs for our youth and young adults, no matter the price. You should never be scared to just speak up. AIR is a volunteer organization and is not a counseled service. They aim to inspire hope for those suffering with mental health and to ultimately save lives. For more information on how you or someone you know can get help through AIR's outstanding services, visit air.ngo. That's air.ngo. Programming on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten in part by Osteria Procaccini. Osteria's kitchen is based on authentic Italian tradition using the freshest, all-natural, organic ingredients available. You can find a plethora of delicious items on their menu like artisan pizzas, handmade pastas, salads, and specialty dishes. 
all made with quality and hand-selected ingredients. All of Osteria Procaccini's meals are prepared with passion for excellence that you will absolutely enjoy. And all of the food is fresh. No artificial preservatives or additives. Just good old-fashioned, traditionally prepared Italian cuisine made with so much love. Osteria has two locations in Pennington and Crosswicks. If you're looking to eat in tonight, Osteria Procaccini also delivers with DoorDash. Either way you decide to order off Osteria's menu, just get there. To learn more about Osteria Procaccini or to view their menu online, it's getforky.com. That's getforky.com. Listen to the Rider Bronx on your iOS device. This is Center Victoria Toomey. Go to the Apple App Store now to search and download WRRC2 to hear all home games and select road games on 1077 The Bronx Retro. We're back with more Rider Women's Basketball exclusively on 107.7 The Bronx Retro WRRC2. As you can hear in the gym right now, huge Let's Go Pirates chant. Rider Ball, Molly Lynch is going to be bringing that one up to the top of the key here. Dish that one to Hyacinth, running around the right side here. She finds Schiffer on the wing. Schiffer trying to get some space here. Runs all the way on the left. Toussaint with it now. She'll take the fadeaway free throw. She's going to get fouled on the shot. Or, yep, she's going to be going to the line for two here. Tucson. <laughs> ah, excuse me. One thing I like to point out about Ryder and their offense a lot is we only love to rotate around the outside of the key here. Uh, uh, compared to other teams, when you see their ball moving inside the paint and then outside the paint, working in then out, especially with their passing lanes, Ryder loves to just run that ball around the key. You never really see them try to attempt to pass in, draw the defenders out, and then hit somebody on the outside as well. A lot of the three-point looks, they like to get um, open looks from Toussaint and screens, which haven't been working that well entirely as Toussaint takes her first shot. She's going to make that one. Oh, sorry, I missed her second shot while I was talking. She made both. It is now a 73-35 game. We are no longer down by 30. As Satterfield's going to be bringing the ball up now. Guarded by Molly Lynch. Here's Harris. Down to Palmieri in the corner. She's going to find Haggins. Oh, Pinkney, sorry, right on the right side wing. Pinkney getting into a bit of trouble there with a good pass to Aulish. She'll find Satterfield. It's fumbled. Tipped out of bounds. It's going to be Ryder's ball. Really good stuff there from Ryder. Great defense, locking them down. You know, you still got to play this game out with only three minutes left. Molly Lynch bringing the ball up now here. Finds Emily Strunk. Top of the key. Here we go. Hyacinth running around the left side now. She'll take the open three. Oh, my God. She's going to bank that one. Maya Hyacinth. Absolutely amazing shot from her today. Here we go now. Satterfield bringing the ball back up. Pinkney with it on the top of the key. She's going to dish that one to Satterfield in the wing. Left side now is... Here we go. Satterfield on the low block. She's going to miss that. Rebounded by Emily Strunk. It's going to get picked up now by Molly Lynch. Satterfield guarding her. Pushing the pace a little bit as Emily Strunk. She's going to dish that one to Hyacinth on the right side here. Hyacinth, again, running around the left side. Finds Madison Johnson coming in for her first minutes of the game here. Sets the screen on Pinkney. Molly Lynch gets some space. Bruin says now in the game as well. She's going to dish that one to Toomey in the paint. Toomey's going to Sorry, excuse me. Strunk. Emily Strunk is going to miss that ball. Intercepted by Molly Lynch. Just cannot get a grip on it as that one's going to fly right out of bounds. <coughs> Excuse me. That was a little dry. 
as Alice is going to be doing the inbound here. Going to be dishing this one to Satterfield. No need to push the pace here. Just under two minutes. Minute 30 left. Minute 50. Alice, top of the key. Just a lot of ball movement here coming from Seton Hall. He's going to pass that one to Palmieri. Satterfield's going to try to take it herself in the paint. Guarded by Bruinches. Great defense, Bruinches, for one of her first times in the game. Oh, Molly Lynch with a fast break. Oh, she's going to dish it all the way down the court to Hyacinth, who's going to miss the wide-open layup. It's going to be rebounded by Johnson, though. Going to stay on that side of the court. Thank God, Ryder Ball. Here we go. We're going to have Molly Lynch one on the inbound play here. And she's going to find nobody. It's intercepted by Olish. As Emily Strunk now playing defense on Pinkney. She's going to get the N1. Not much you can do there if you're Strunk. Good job on her. Trying to just get a good stop there. We're going to see Pinkney hit the line for one of the first times today. <laughs> She's going to get the ball now. Going to get her first shot here. She's going to nail it. She's going to go one for one from the free throw today. And Molly Lynch is bringing the ball up now. Minute 30. Pass that out to Madison Johnson. She's going to run around the right. Now Hyacinth has it on the wing. Bruins just sets the screen. No space is given. Hyacinth's going to charge in from the left side, go for the layup. She's going to miss that one. She's right off the backboard there, rebounded by Olish. Pinkney with it now. She's going to push her pace a little bit, but she slows down once she reaches her side. Out on the wing now is Olish. Back to Pinkney. It's tough. Olish on the right wing. Satterfield. But a travel violation. I actually did see that one this time. It's going to be Ryder ball now. Emily Strunk with the inbound. And for the first time since the first period, Seton Hall has canceled doing or stopped doing their full court press. They're laying back now. They're taking their foot off the pedal. And they have every reason to. This is 50 seconds left on the clock for that final buzzer blows. Deja Wentz will sub in. Molly Lynch now on the left wing. They pass that one to Bruins. has on the left wing here. Molly Lynch back on the right wing. Finds Strunk in the paint at the low post. She's going to nail that one for two. Great job. Good ball movement there. Really good dish there by Lynch to Strunk. Running down the clock here as we got 30 seconds. Enough time for this possession and one more. Maybe Ryder will get off one more shot. Oh, my God. That was an absolutely amazing shot there by Kyla Harris as that literally came from behind the board and skimmed it and still went in. That's really impressive stuff here. Clock winds down, 15 seconds. Deja Wentz with the ball. See if we can get just one more shot up here. Molly Lynch with it on the left side wing here. They know. Only five seconds left. Four, three, two, one. And that's going to be it. No final shot by Ryder basketball. Not the game we were looking for at all. 78 to 40. We were down by 38. Ah, not exactly anything to talk about. Not a lot of exciting stuff going on here, but we're going to be right back with our post-game show. I'm going to find something to say. Keep it tuned to WRRC2. We'll be back with more Ryder Women's Basketball exclusively on 107.7 The Bronx Retro.
1077 The Bronx Jersey Fresh music segment is underwritten by the Trenton Farmers Market, operating since 1949, making it Mercer County's oldest and most beloved year-round indoor market. Whether you're ready or not, the holiday season has arrived. If you're feeling a little frazzled, the Trenton Farmers Market has everything you need to prepare for and enjoy the holidays stress-free. From holiday meats and cheeses to delicious fall seasonal produce, apples, squash, Brussels sprouts, and sweet potatoes, local honey, and wines. Browse the Farmers Market's many local vendors and discover dazzling finds, stylish clothing and jewelry, and dry goods. Come hungry! Delicious local flavors await you at the market to take home to enjoy, like barbecue ribs and smokehouse wings, chicken and pork favorites, bakeries, sandwiches, and Polish delicacies, plus two vegan eateries. Like it or not, the holidays are here, but the Trenton Farmers Market will have you ready. Open four days a week. Open Thursday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sundays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. For holiday shopping hours, look online at the TrentonFarmersMarket.com. The Bronx Lunchbox and other programming on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Trattoria Procaccini, 354 Nassau Street, Princeton. Trattoria Procaccini does authentic Italian dining right, making use of their favorite family recipes from the old country. Using only fresh and organic ingredients, Trattoria shifts their specials to fit the season, utilizing the best crops from local merchants and growers. Enjoy Trattoria Procaccini for home-style cooking that tastes just like Nana's in your new home away from home. Get away from everyday stressors and enjoy a plate of your favorite soups salads, pasta, Italian specialties, fresh-baked breads, and pizza. Walk in to enjoy Trattoria's Italian family dining experience or order in for pickup or delivery online at getforky.com under restaurants. Contact Trattoria Procaccini to cater any event and bring the taste of Italy to you and your friends, family, or colleagues. Dine in at Trattoria Procaccini Monday through Sunday from 4 to 9 p.m. Enjoy their family-style menu or rock solo with their table-for-one options. If you can't vacation in Italy, try this local taste of Italy, Trattoria Procaccini. The final buzzer has sounded. Regardless of the outcome, who was the Bronx player of the game and what happened out on the hardwood? We're about to find out on the Ryder Women's Basketball Postgame Show as we throw things back to Owen McCarron, Ben Chanel, and Jared Brito to debrief tonight's action exclusively on 1077 The Bronx Retro. You're listening to Ryder Women's Basketball only on 1077 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. As the Ryder Bronx and the Seton Hall Pirates come to a close. Final score was 78-40. to 40. Not an ideal game at all. Not the game that Coach Milligan was looking forward to having with her team today. Probably not the game that any of the team was having today. Not really a good day at all. And it's going to be very hard to choose a player who I thought stood out. Well, let's go over what we have here today. Rafael Tucson shot pretty well going 2 for 4 from 3. Definitely a much better change compared to yesterday. Victoria Toomey going 2 for 3 but running into a bit of foul trouble there. Victoria Toomey had three fouls total. Hadn't seen her since about the half. Uh, Amanda Mobley going one for four from the field goal, 0 for 1. Not her best game either. Definitely getting a lot of minutes, though, up until the end there. Michaela Fireball, two for eight, one for three. Again, not her best performance either, but at least she made the one for one from the free throw. As she also had three fouls as well. Michaela Fireball. Jessica Schiffer, one for five, 0 for three. It looks like Tony Renee Blanford, four for eight, one for one from three point. <coughs> and two for four from the free throw, excuse me. She did absolutely amazing on defense today with two offensive rebounds, six defensive rebounds, and from the free throw, she did two for four. And she had almost no foul. She only had two, two today on the day. Really good stuff from her today. I think that's going to have to give it to. I liked a lot of what I saw from Tony Renee Blanford. I think we don't talk about her enough on her defensive side. She's got a good size. She really knows how to use it to her advantage sometimes. She gets a good drive. But... 
if we're looking at the stat sheet here, it's got to be her. She just absolutely dominated today. Come out with most of Ryder's points there, considering not many people were making threes. It looks like the most threes we had are Rafael Toussaint today. So good game from both of them on their respective ends. Obviously, Coach Milligan's going to have to talk to them, hit the drawing board. Again, not the game that they wanted before uh, the start of MAC play, but that's where I'm going to cut it. I appreciate all of you guys tuning in. So tune in next time on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. This concludes tonight's broadcast. Thanks for tuning in to our coverage of Ryder Women's Basketball, only on 1077 The Bronx Retro. For a full list of broadcast schedules, head on over to our website, 1077thebronc.com slash riderbasketball. Missed a broadcast? Don't you worry. You can listen to tonight's call and previous games on Amazon Music, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify by searching up Ryder Women's Basketball. Let's pivot back to the the classic hits of the 50s through the 90s live from Ryder University's Radio World Magazine featured spectacular radio studios now.